With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day Savings happening now at The Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, one team and their coach took the bye week literally. Another episode of The Apprentice for the league's top coach. And a quarterback matchup in New York, even Miss Cleo could not have predicted. This is week 10 in the National Football League. Here we go. Line them up. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games about to kick off for your NFL weekend, and we will cover each and every one of them. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes. Can save you 15% or more on car insurance, geico.com, for a free rate quote. Rich, you're watching your former team, the Patriots, take the field right now in Tennessee, where it's another Bill Belichick versus a disciple game, taking on Mike Vrabel, head coaching matchup. We saw this earlier. He went up against Matt Patricia, maybe not one of his former players, but obviously one of his former coaches. That did not go well for Belichick, uh, but I know you've made a point this week of talking about how games like this usually do go well for Belichick. Well, yeah, you know, he has a great record against Billy O'Brien, who I consider one of the best coaches to fall off his coaching tree, but Romeo Crennel, uh, uh, a man genius in New York. I mean, go through the list. It's been a pretty rough run for the former coaches going against Billy B. Uh, but I will say this, uh, Tennessee this year, hot and cold team, there are some weekends they show up and they look like they could be Super Bowl champions, and I buy the Mariota idea. And then there are some weekends where I go, what is going on there? Right, right. Why are they still <laughs> invested in this quarterback? How is this team still this irrelevant? But but yeah, What are when, they doing when, out there? When, yeah. you, when you have a hot and cold team, those are the frustrations that show up every weekend. So I think, I think that was probably a, a consistent message in the building today is you have to get out early 
on a team like Tennessee. You're on the road. They haven't looked great on the road yet this season. Losses at Jacksonville, like you mentioned, yep. Detroit early in the year. So this should be a good one to watch. Feels like a different club than back when they were losing those games, though, early in the year. Uh, their receiving cores now come together. Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon didn't play in those games that they lost Correct. earlier in the year. Uh, however, good start for Tennessee. Opening kickoff goes all the way back to the 40-yard line of the Patriots into Patriot territory. So uh, the Titans are going to get off to a good start in terms of field position. Surprising quarterbacks taking the field right now. Fitzmagic will have the ball first with Tampa Bay hosting the Washington Redskins today. <laughs> this is a really interesting football game because the Redskins have the best record amongst teams. You're like, that's not a good team. But they have a winning record. They sit in first place. I still am having a hard time putting my finger on what and who the Redskins are this year. Well, you know what? The Redskins are led by Alex Smith, and for years when he was with the Chiefs, people would go, the Chiefs are good? Right. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah the Chiefs are good. Kind of good. And then you got used to saying it, and I think Andy Reid got a lot of the credit for what Alex Smith was doing at the quarterback position because with a good offensive play caller, Alex Smith can look really good. You just have to lead games more than your trailing games, and he can manage those circumstances as well. He's not going to be in their fourth quarter doing Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady things, but that is a really great game manager, and I say great because he's coming off his best year of doing that, bringing the Chiefs to the playoffs in back-to-back years before Pat Mahomes replaced him. They trade him to Washington, and now they're enjoying some of the same success he brought to KC. Uh, also, uh, speaking of surprising quarterbacks taking the field, Mitch Trubisky and the Bears have the ball first at Soldier Field today. The Honolulu Blue are in town. The Detroit Lions right now, I feel like this is a really big day for them. The Bears, we know, are uh, are not who we thought they were. I think that they're for real, and uh, they're going to challenge in this division after a really sleepy performance by the Lions in Minnesota last week. It feels like either perform well today or they're going to be the first team to sort of wave goodbye in that division. Yeah, back-to-back division games, and and the Bears are leading this thing right now, so this would be an important win for them to grab. And I agree with you. I felt like the play calling, especially offensively, was very conservative. I felt like the Detroit Lions sort of rolled over and said, yeah, you know, the Vikings are better than us, so we're just going to try to control the outcomes here and not make the big mistake. And they never took big chances or risks. Jim Bob Cooter, I feel, is a more uh, dice roller as a as a play caller. So I don't know if that was an edict passed down by the head guy, Patricia, but I'm expecting him to see to let it all hang out here because this could be for the season here early on, or I should say mid-season. Uh, the Titans already into the red zone on a third and one at the six-yard line. They are going to convert. I could not see if that was Deion Lewis or Derrick Henry that took the carry. It was Lewis, who seems to have kind of taken the lead out of that backfield after a really good performance in Dallas on uh, on Monday night. So the Titans are going to have first and goal on their opening drive here <laughs> against the Patriots. We'll keep a look on that one. We do already have our first score of the game of the day, I should say. And wouldn't you know it, of course, it's none other than the Buffalo Bills, quarterbacked by Matt Barkley, who goes one for one for 47 yards on the opening drive and then just turns around, hands off to LaShawn McCoy. He goes 28 yards, pay dirt, Bills lead the Jets 6 zip. So funny. I, look, you know what? This is actually going to be something that happens in a lot of games you'll see late in the season when all of a sudden you've been preparing for a team and they make a change at a crucial position like quarterback, 
things uh, typically, at least for a half of football, favor the side that made that change. And then defensive adjustments being what they are, the script running out because every offensive coordinator scripts the first 10 or so plays of the game as long as they're on schedule. Uh, that that all starts to go away, and then you, the better team usually prevails. And the Bills, they're not better than most teams uh, this year so far. Yeah, Bucks into the red zone. Keep an eye on that. The Bears definitely down in the red zone. Did he even get in? I think they're going to call him out at the three-yard line, but a beautiful catch and run uh, from Trubisky there to, uh, was that Taylor Gabriel? No, Allen Robinson. That was Allen Robinson. Yeah. Okay, Allen Robinson, who returns to the fold for the Bears today, gets down to the three-yard line. Here's first and goal for the Bears. Trubisky will hand it to Tariq Cohen. He's in. Touchdown. Bears on Go the Bears. board first. 6 nothing there. There's also a challenge going on right now in Cincinnati. We're watching the New Orleans Saints on their opening drive. They got a first down right away. Spot of the ball being challenged by the Bengals. Uh, I think this is an interesting day for Drew Brees and Cincy. More on that in a second. But Marcus Mariota with a touchdown pass to get things going for the Titans on that opening drive. Beautiful job by him right here as he buys time, kind of threatens the run, and then tosses into the end zone to his tight end for the score. Yeah, and then all the while, we just saw our first interception of the day. Uh, Josh Norman was able to pick off Ryan Fitzpatrick in this Washington-Tampa Bay game. And so I don't know if the magic is wearing off. I don't know if we're going to see Jameis back in there starting. (laughs) I noticed that you called him Fitzpatrick when he threw a pick. Yes. We call him Fitzmagic if he does anything else. No, he returns to human form. That's Uh, right. He takes off the cape, and he's Clark Kent again, and he's walking out (laughs) the the phone booth. No, it's it's interesting. You do. You get buttoned up when when you start throwing picks in the first quarter. I'm not used to seeing this out of Fitzpatrick. So until then, yes, uh, he, he, he loses his nickname. Extra point is good for the Titans. They lead 7 to nothing. The review goes the way of the Saints. They get a first down. They'll keep the ball here on their opening drive. This is an interesting day. I'm always mindful of what this – do the Saints travel? How well does this offense travel? Look, they've been really good. They're 7-1. and one. But when they play outdoors, we're getting close to the holidays. It's just a different club. I thought that was one of the reasons last weekend's game was so incredibly important for uh, for the Saints because home field advantage in the playoffs is going to be a big deal if they can get it. Yeah, there's no question about it. A home field advantage is big either way. When, when you have that distinct advantage in the NFL, typically NFL fans don't travel as well as, say, college fans do. So you're not going to have a large contingent of your rooting population on the road with you wherever you play, even if it's in division, even if it is regional. So you want home field advantage as much as possible. That affects opposing offenses. But here's the thing about the Saints. They really have built their team to be a better road offense. Uh, Having Ingram and Kamara both, they're hammers out of the backfield. They do a great job running between the tackles. And so aside from Drew Brees being Drew Brees, and they're playing on a fast track in Cincy. I played there many times. That field does very well for fast skill position players, and we're seeing this offense open up and orchestrate yep. as Drew takes the field. Uh, they're they're beyond midfield into Cincinnati territory. Indeed, he hits Michael Thomas. They get down to the 36 yard line. First down there. We'll follow the Saints opening drive. The Colts opening drive goes for seven. Andrew Luck, Eric Ebron, 53 yards touchdown, and Pat Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, 75 yards touchdown. And uh, we held that one because I just assumed it. 
I assumed it, right? I mean, like, uh, you know, the Chiefs are hosting the Cardinals today. Uh, They are not a minute into that game yet. Tyreek Hill already has a long score. Yeah, Mahomes to Hill is going to be something you're going to hear a lot over the years. Because they're both young. They're both dynamic. Uh, I I really believe in what the Chiefs have have done at the quarterback position. Obviously, it works out. I was a fan of it when they drafted him. I thought they would get a lot of Alex Smith, feeling the pressure on him, and then this season they have a well-groomed second-year quarterback as Pat Mahomes takes the field for them and has been dominant. He might be the offensive player of the year. Um, The Redskins now with the ball first after that Josh Norman uh, interception for the first time, I should say. So they're getting started. We'll keep an eye there. Pass along that the extra point was no good for the Bears. Cody Parkey hit the right upright. So uh, our streak continues of extra point misses. Did not take us long today. So 6 nothing for the Bears. Here comes Josh McCown for the Jets to take on the Bills today. I was really hoping Sam Darnold would be healthy for this one. It would have been Darnold versus Matt Barkley. Uh, USC fans could have remembered back when sure. you know when they were good. Uh, since they're not anymore, <laughs> uh, that would have been fun. But this is like the most unlikely quarterback matchup we ever could have imagined at the start of the year. It's Josh McCown versus Matt Barkley today in New York. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's a battle of the backups. Look, this this happens at this time of the year. You, you'll see a starting quarterback or two leave the game with injury or a season ender, as we saw at a Houston last year with Deshaun Watson and losing him around midseason. This is the way it goes in the NFL. It's a war of attrition, and those are those are important people we're talking about. Darnold, uh, McCown even. He made the Jets reasonable last season, so we'll see how they fare uh, in New York. Uh, the Patriots on the field for the first time as an offense. We'll take a look at Tom Brady and company. Supposed to get Sony Michelle back today. Yep. Still no Gronk. We'll take a look at that. Talk about that coming up next. Mark Schlereth in 15 minutes. It's week 10 in the National Football League on Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. All right, we got uh, Mark Schlereth in 10 minutes. Chargers Raiders, he's on that one. That's an interesting game, certainly from the perspective of one side of it at least. Oh, yeah. Um, Field goal for the Patriots, 7-3 there. Touchdown, New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees to Michael Thomas. He might have caught it. I'm not sure. I'm good with that, though. (laughs) I really am. And apparently so are they. Look, they reviewed it. We looked at it, what, seven times, Yep. and none of us came away with anything definitive, and if that's the case, then touchdown. On the field stands. Yeah, touchdown. I, I really feel like the NFL's done a nice job. They're making strides towards making this game move faster. Quick, quick, quick. And, yeah. and, and really just, that's what people are there for. They're, they're there to see touchdowns. I, I get it. If a defender makes an amazing play on the ball, and this is a 50-50, whatever the situation is, but when it's a receiver – whether or not he trapped the ball and it's a close call and it could lie either way. Just give us give us what we want. That's that's seven points on the board in fantasy leagues, my friend. Right. You're darn right it is. Free winners daily. Go to VegasCovers.com. VegasCovers.com. Let's take a moment to talk about a team that's not playing today, uh, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. A uh, report has surfaced today that John Harbaugh and the Ravens are moving toward a mutual parting sure. of the ways. I don't know that a mutual parting of the ways ever exists in corporate America, Uh, but whatever. Obviously, there's some sort of discord, and you understand it. The Ravens have been a really good franchise for a long time, but they've suddenly settled into this like B-level thing. Like they're just not. It's not quite good enough. 
that seems to fall on Flacco maybe more than Harbaugh, but now maybe we're in the process of seeing it fall on both of them. It because, shifted. Because Lamar Jackson, uh, it, it appears to be closing in on his time. So it's shifted over the years, and I think that's the reason why from a personnel standpoint – you're seeing uh, you're seeing them target another quarterback in the first round. It, it it's been Flacco, but is it really Flacco? Or we'll take one thirty second overall who was really good in college at least one of the years, and then he was good enough the the senior year. Okay, so so we have maybe a replacement there. John Harbaugh, it, it really has been year to year. Sometimes he's the problem, sometimes he's not. But, yeah, this is inamicable. If it's up to a head coach, he stays somewhere the entirety right. of his career. Right. Right. It's not like he really wants to uproot his family and be like, hey, guess what? You know, it's it's we're going to Samford, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm going to head coach at Samford. How many people do you know who have a seven-figure job where they're just like, yeah, I'm just not into it anymore? Yeah, no, no. You know what? It. It's not you guys. It's me. <laughs> I, I really love coaching, but maybe yeah. not here. Maybe not now. I got good news for you, Rich. You were just lamenting something during the commercial break please tell me again what were you lamenting right before we started uh speaking again into these Jeez, microphones? Uh, well, what was what it? you were lamenting there I was, was lamenting something, something going on in the chiefs cardinals game and you were lamenting. oh yeah yes was, yeah what was it, it you were saying it's mainly my ire it circles around larry fitzgerald who i love yes. great teammate one of my favorite teammates of all time and somebody i didn't play football with but uh you know he's he's on my fantasy roster david johnson aha uh-huh. johnson okay so he's all a right. running back for them yeah. cardinals and they uh well they have not done a great job doing that running the ball no however uh they threw it to him instead touchdown david johnson the arizona cardinals have evened things big up news tell you what one big thing, news one thing about those chiefs no matter who they're playing this is the you want to know why the chiefs are such fantasy gold it's not just because they've got patrick mahomes and talented receivers and running backs running all over the field they have to keep scoring all game long because their defense stops nobody. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. Arrowhead Stadium against a rookie quarterback. He just went right through him for a touchdown. They're 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 terrible this year. I mean, I mean, you know, the Ravens. My goodness, if you look at the way they've been playing this season, they have one of the top defenses, if if not the top defense in the league. So when they focus their their issues offensively, and and Flacco and John Harbaugh it makes sense for the Chiefs. Everything's turning up roses for them right now because they're in a shootout every game and they win it the majority of the time. So nobody's after Andy Reid. The Chiefs have the second-worst defense in the league. They're letting up 28 points a game. I mean, it's it's bad. It's awful. Every, they're just scoring 40, so they're right. beating people. Right. right. It very is. I remember uh, Brian Baldinger, before the year, went to Chiefs camp, and he came out and he posted on Instagram, hey, watch out for this. This is going to look like a Big 12 offense this year. And he was wrong. It's a Big 12 defense, too. Yeah. Uh, the whole darn thing is a Big 12 game every single time the Chiefs play. You want to know what a Chiefs game is oh. going to look like? Go ahead and watch Oklahoma play Oklahoma State yesterday. The final was 48-47. That's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs playing football. I mean, it's unreasonably bad. They're giving up 427 yards per game, 6.2 per play. I mean, think about that. Per play, six point. You're you're getting a first down and two yards every two plays <laughs> yeah, yeah. against the Chiefs defense. That's, I don't think that's good, uh, but it is good for fantasy. It's good for our eyeballs. It's a lot of fun. The Chiefs and Cardinals are tied at seven. Now there was a game you and I 
uh, on our weekday show, we do picks on Fridays. There's a game we disagreed on. You took one side. I took the other. You took the Falcons minus six. I took the Browns plus the six. I thought tough spot for the Falcons today. Getting late in the year outdoors is kind of the same dynamic we talked about with the Saints. Now it's extremely early, but good start Browns. Baker Mayfield, uh, seven for seven so far in this game. 98 yards and now a touchdown to Rashard Higgins from 28 yards out. And the Browns strike first against Atlanta today. It's so interesting. It's almost a foregone conclusion already that the Browns and Baker Mayfield is going to look like the the best quarterback that we've seen this season. And there's still so much season left to to go. A lot of his issues, though, and I have a friend on the staff now. He's the running backs coach since they reshuffled the deck, and Freddie Kitchens is now the OC. My buddy Ryan Lindley is there, and uh, he's still learning, and there's a lot to learn in the NFL. Everybody just thinks because you're great in college, you're going to be great as a pro, but uh, some of these complex blitz looks and these pass protections are confusing him, so he's on the upward swing. (laughs) It'd be interesting to see what what happens when Lamar Jackson gets in there, and he's the guy with the Ravens, because Darnold's and he's had an up-and-down year, and Rosen is with the Cardinals, and they made a switch at OC, and same can be said for Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen obviously on the shelf with his UCL injury and his elbow throwing arm, Uh, but Lamar Jackson is the wild card of this five-quarterback first-round draft. Curious to see what happens with the Ravens. Touchdown Cincinnati Bengals, John Ross. We haven't seen a whole lot of him, but no A.J. Green, so maybe he's going to get a few extra looks. Andy Dalton nicely nails him in the back corner of the end zone, and the Bengals answer the Saints' opening drive touchdown with one of their own. So it is seven to six there in Cincinnati with an extra point on the way. Also, Titans threatening into the red zone yet again. You know, the Patriots' defense is still a group that I think people have questions about. They had a lot of questions about it last year, beginning of this year. Last few weeks, it's been better. But then again, you could say, well, but some of their games were against teams like the Bills and whatnot. Uh, Today, they're going against a Titans team that you would expect them to be able to at least partially keep a lid on. But the Titans offense right now is running up and down the field here early in this game. You know, and that's actually something that's happened all season long. Where they get stingy is this area of the field. A lot of these turn into three points and field goals instead of converting for scores. So we'll see how this drive goes. But they've only allowed 22 and parts of another point per game defensively, and that's what kept them afloat. And they also forced turnovers. This is a ball-hawking defense. So shorter areas of the field to defend, disguises and coverages, they get some teams to cough it up in the red zone too. And so that 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 complements your offense well when you have such a high-powered offense with Tom Brady at the helm, giving them second-chance opportunities. Blake Bortles with an 80-yard touchdown pass to Dante Moncrief. Oh I tell you what, uh, the Jags and Colts coming out firing. It's now 7-6 there with an extra point on the way. Bortles has only thrown two passes. He's got 85 yards and a score. Also, of course, this game featuring the return to action finally by Leonard Fournette. They are feeding him early, has just 17 yards on six carries. The Fournette thing has been a weird dynamic for, uh, for uh, for the Jags so far in his year and a half career. He's missed a lot of games. And the record will tell you that they play better without him. I completely agree with you. I, I don't know what the deal is with Leonard Fournette, but he's been plagued with injuries and so, and certainly some bad statements to to the media, talking about how the game is easy when he first came out. 
Uh, you know, and 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 there there was one other, and it was it might have been this season too. But he's had some odd moments, and and yes, he's a sledgehammer. He absolutely, absolutely can play great football when he's healthy. But you need to be healthy. Durability is the most important ability. You could be the fastest man who ever played, the best receiver who's ever played. If you can't stay healthy, you're of no use to anybody. And just as I say receiver, Corey Davis comes Corey down Davis. in the end zone for the New England, or I should say for the Tennessee Titans against this New England defense. Yeah, upset alert uh, very, very early. There's still six minutes to go in the first oh, quarter. Yeah. But the Titans have an entire game's worth of points for them already. It is 13-3. to Mariota to Corey Davis. Producer Lee was in here 10 minutes ago saying, guys, Corey Davis or Doug Baldwin? And, of course, I said absolutely 100%. Doug Baldwin, do not start Corey Davis. Uh, you said Corey Davis. Uh, Corey Davis touchdown. That tells you which one of the two people in here know what they're doing. Well, no, yeah, I, that's what, that's, what that, that that's dumb yeah. luck. And and truthfully, <laughs> it was uh, it was lucky he came down with this ball because he was absolutely being harassed. Yes, he was. Uh, terrific throw by Great Mariota. Tear dropped it in there, and Davis sliding grab in the end zone. Yeah, they they're coming out swinging, hey, man. Yeah, look out! It is fourteen three. Titans lead the Patriots. Drew Brees and company heading back out onto the field right now in Cincinnati. We'll look at that in a second. Mark Schlereth is about a minute and a half away as well. Get us ready for Chargers and Raiders. But for the first time today, let's get our buddy David Gascon in here. Yeah. Full update. Right. David, how we doing, bud? How we doing? Uh, I said Doug Baldwin, too. Yeah, Doug oh. Baldwin, right? Now, hold on. Oh. Doug Baldwin might catch two touchdowns no. today. We don't know yet. He th- I just feel we like. He could still be right. He, he he could. They just have more weapons offensively. So they I do. They do. Davis. But they're at the Rams, and uh, they're going to need to be tossing the ball all over the field oh, as well. Yeah. It, but it's usually like a bad omen for Tennessee because Tennessee is like this. They're either on fire to start offensively or they're just ice cold and you don't know what the hell is going on until late in the fourth quarter. Oh, I still got the Patriots minus 19 and a hook in this one. Yeah, no no question about <laughs> oh it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, guys, looking around the league right now, got a couple games going on. Mayfield under center. Play action fake. Baker back. Baker getting rushed. Baker rolls right, fires. Higgins up. Caught in in the end zone. Touchdown! Uh, that's what happens when you keep your eyes downfield the entire time. You can make plays like that. And what a throw on the run. Browns Radio Network Mayfield in the game. 7 of 7 for 98 yards in that one TD pass. Browns 7, Falcons nothing. Ball game is on Fox. Chicago with a 6-0 advantage over the Lions. Ball game right now near the end of the first quarter. Meanwhile, Saints and Bengals locked up at 7 apiece. This ball game's on Fox. It's 7 up right now. John Ross, the two-yard touchdown reception. Jaguars responded, as Mark had mentioned. They're tied 7 up with the Indianapolis Colts. Bills 7, Jets nothing. And the Tennessee Titans on their way. Bunch set of three receivers wide to the left. Lewis swings to the left. Mariota rolling to the right. Throws into the end zone. Touchdown, Titans! Janu Smith, dancing all alone, reels it in, his second touchdown of the week. Titans Radio Network, they lead New England 14-3. And guys, a couple notes in this Kansas City-Arizona game, for whatever it's worth. This is the first time all season long Kansas City has actually lost a coin toss. And it's the first time all season long their opposition actually went down the field on the opening drive for a touchdown. So right now, as it stands, Kansas City is leading Arizona 10-7 in the first. All right, beautiful Gascon. Thank you. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Both the Redskins and the Bears right now in scoring territory. 
Uh, we'll see if they can turn those into touchdown, field goal tries, whatnot. Keeping an eye on that. But right now, also welcoming our buddy Mark Schlereth onto the show, along with Dick Stockton and Jen Hale later today. Chargers and Raiders. And Mark, let, let's first find out, since you're there, I know there was some talk about potentially having to move this game because of all of the fires throughout California and our thoughts are with all of the firefighters and those affected by this. But how is the air quality and how might this affect today's game? Well, I mean, you can see the sky today, which was uh, different from the last couple of days. So air quality, at least at least from a visual, is much better from, you know, I mean, I'm no scientist, so I can't tell you uh, what it's like um, as far as breathing is concerned, but it certainly feels better than it did the last two days. It was a real concern here yesterday that this thing might get moved, but um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's happened, but it does seem to, at least from the visual, be a lot better. Now, of course, um, I'm not going to be running around out there trying to make any plays. Right. Those days are long <laughs> since gone. So um, the good news, guys, I'm going to be fine. Uh, the bad news, right, awesome. like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how it's going to affect these players, and I don't know what kind of precautions. I know they brought in some extra oxygen tanks and things of that nature, but you know, you can still smell the smoke, and certainly, I'm with you guys 100 percent as I joke around. But um, it is serious. There are uh, lots of people that have lost their lives and lost their homes and lost um, everything they've worked an entire lifetime to achieve. So, um, just my, I, again, you know, just a, it's a heartbreaking situation out here. You obviously, when you're you're outside of that bubble, it, it just looks like a story. But when you get there locally, it hits close to home. And I feel similarly about these Raiders. Outside, it it's Gruden and he's charismatic, and the press clippings, and we're all following this situation with the Raiders. But when your boots on the ground and you're talking to John face to face, how bad does this look with the Raiders? Well, you know, interestingly enough. Um, you know, the national narrative last week was, oh, they've quit on John Gruden and this, that, and the other. And and I'm like, if you think they've quit on John Gruden, then you really haven't watched the film. Now, they make plenty of mistakes. I mean, they've got this interesting and strange juxtaposition of youth and aging veterans, veterans with, without juice left. So it, it's it's interesting to watch them as a football team. They are breaking this thing down. They are stripping it down to the studs and rebuilding this. And everybody within the organization understands what they're doing and how much, you know, how much they have to improve. But there's a lot of young guys getting to play. They fly around. You know, they are athletic. But, you know, young guys are dumb guys usually. And so they're going to make mistakes. That's just the way the league is. And some of the older veterans that know what to do don't have the juice left in their legs to get it done. So that's where they sit right now. But they're very realistic. They know what's going on. I find John Gruden to be, um, you know, very authentic um, in the way he presents and the way he understands where he is. And he understands he's got some time to fix this. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to fix this thing. But, um, you know, they're going to go out there and they're going to compete. And there is no, when you watch them on film, anybody who says they've given up or they quit hasn't watched the film because they fly around now. Now, it doesn't mean they're always going to the right place. But they're flying around trying to hit people. <laughs> Mark, I tell you what, I'm sitting here talking to two offensive linemen, and you and Rich, and one of them, in fact, used to play alongside Phillip Rivers with the Chargers. And if you look at that team, to me, it's really a referendum on how important an offensive line is because for years this team has had a ton of talent, a franchise quarterback, and they've underachieved. And it feels like the key to the fact that they're not underachieving this year is the play of that offensive line. What do you see with them? Yeah, they have been. You know, not only 
have they been great. Obviously, Pouncey has set a tone for them. He's come in there, work ethic, the way he goes about his business has helped set a tone, and, and guys have followed. You know, it's really helped Feeney um, play, play much better. Schofield inside. He was a guy that was an outside kind of rotational guy. He's played stronger and better once he's gotten out of the water and moved down into the concrete inside. So he's become a much better player. Um, Tavy has actually come in there and played so well that Barksdale can't get his job back. So they have done a great job, and they're not necessarily they're an interesting run team because it's set up and it's predicated off the run. But they're not necessarily a smash mouth group. But they move really well. They uh, they position block exceptionally well, and they've got this outside attack the edge of a defense. Um, and, and part of the reason they can do that is Virgil Green has been outstanding, and Keenan Allen is probably one of the most underrated football players in the National Football League. He just comes to play, and he is blocking in the running game. He's setting edges in the running game. Um, he's doing the dirty work over the middle of the field. You know, it used to be Antonio Gates that set the tone in the middle of the field, catching balls. That is all Keenan Allen now. Um, and it's been that way for a while, but I, I think they've developed one of the more underrated receiving cores in all of football with the both Williams, Mike, and um, and. Ter- uh, Tyrell Williams, they've been they've been exceptional down the field. This is a really really good football team, and I love Gus Bradley, and I love what he's done with this defense in regards to let's keep it simple, stupid fellas. They play single high safety, eight man front. They play man or three, and they say, "Are you good enough to beat us?" Because we're gonna fly around. We know what we're doing. We're not gonna make mistakes. Um, and, and he said, I don't even know what our numbers are. I don't even know what our yardage numbers are. All I know is we're doing a pretty good job keeping the score down, especially the last four weeks where they've given up, you know, 10, 17, and, um, you know, and a couple of small scores. So that's what they're looking to do on defense. Yeah, you know, it really does remind me of that Legion of Boom Seattle thing he was a part of up there, and you have a Swiss Army knife like Derwin James in the defensive backfield. It really does complement what they do well. Let's look at the Raiders' offense. That's what that Chargers' defense is going to be going against. Derek Carr, is he the guy? Yeah, you know what? They really like Derek Carr. I mean, they need to surround him. I mean, again, as I told you about the young and the old, the kind of the juxtaposition, they really have two guys on their offense, guys, that threaten any team. That's Jared Cook in the middle of the field, and that's Jalen Richard out of the backfield. Um, from a receiver standpoint, they don't have anybody that really threatens you, so they have to be so good and so precise in route and route development. And, you know, when put long drives together, they don't have a guy. Martavis Bryant could be that guy that could, you know, could be a separation guy, but he's just too inconsistent. So it's just kind of where they sit right now. So there's two real matchup issues for um, for the Raiders. And, and one is, like I said, Jalen Rashard. The other is, is Cook. Um, but it really interesting, you know, if you go back, uh, maybe it was a year ago, when the Chargers played the New England Patriots, and I think James White had about 14 catches in that game. You know, they're going to play that cover three, and the guy who has curled the flat, you know, depending on the depth that he gets, that's how you attack that defense oftentimes with the running back. And there's a lot about dumping it off to a running back, and if that guy can break a tackle, you know, those are 12, 14-yard gains on a consistent basis, at least six. So there's 
a uh, there's a way to keep those drives alive and keep yourself in third down and short situations. So that's going to be a real challenge, obviously, for this defense. They know it's coming. They know how to play it. Uh, they played exceptionally well. And you mentioned, you know, there are so many interchangeable guys here. Uh, you know, one thing about the one thing about the Chargers defense, really quick, this Bosa injury is gonna gonna end up ultimately being a great thing for hmm. the Chargers because they have used so many different guys. They have rotated so many different guys, both as a defensive line and in their secondary, playing multiple positions and in their linebacking core. And eventually what's going to happen for them is you're going to get to week 14, 15, where you really need to be hitting on all cylinders, and they're going to have so much depth that very few teams have in the National Football League because of Bosa's injuries. So they've gotten Legion back. He's played He played really well last week. Maybane is playing as well as he's ever played. I mean, you know, Square is a guy that's all of a sudden come in there and played exceptionally well. And you mentioned Derwin James, and, and that dude um, is an absolute, yeah. like he's an athletic <laughs> freak show. So they are, they are a team that, as Gruden said, listen, when they get Bosa back, I, I think they're a legitimate Super Bowl type of football team. So um, pretty high praise, and, and I tend to agree with him. Yeah, trending in the right direction for sure. That's a nice acquisition late year that they're going to have in Joey Bosa. Uh, Mark Schlereth, uh, enjoy the game. We'll be watching. Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. Okay, there goes Stink. Chargers Raiders later today on Fox. We've got some scoreboard updates with regard to what's happening in Tennessee. They are having their way so oh, yeah. far with New England. Another field goal. It is 17-3 there. Colts at a touchdown lead the Jags. 14-7, field goal for the Falcons, Browns still lead 7-3, and the Saints score another touchdown, Drew Brees to Mark Ingram, they're up 14-7, and the Bills, as predicted, lead 14 to nothing. Just how he drew it up. Yeah, fumble, Just <laughs> fumble recovery touchdown there. And so the Bills, uh, they do this once a m- every month and a half. They yep. just show up and pummel the hell out of somebody uh, for whatever reason. So we'll check in on all of these Coming up next, Week 10, NFL, Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. Well, Cody Parkey's got things evened out. This time he hit the left upright. Last time he hit the right upright. But he's one for three on extra points. If he were a baseball player, he's a Hall of Famer. One out of three. And the uh, Bears don't seem to care because the Lions are just not even putting up a fight. It's 19 nothing. Mitch Trubisky to Taylor Gabriel. Classic overcorrection on the golf swing. We <laughs> see it all the time. It's like, all right, Slice, let me just open my stance a little bit yep. and go ahead and dead pull this into the <laughs> upper decks uh, to my left. Yeah, uh, no, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. The kicking game this season has been atrocious. It's been disgusting. As a as a former player, where you're you're sort of leaning on your kickers in some of the most wow. important oh, games, God. Ephraim comes of in here and has a seizure on a weekly basis. He watches all the games in the morning, and he just flat out hates kickers. He's a, I, yeah. he's a kickerist. There's a lot of guys he's who are kickerist. like there are a lot of guys who are like this. Yeah. I, I I played with tons of them. Where are you one? They, no, no, no. I you actually yeah you have a lot of fans who are kickers. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of kickers come on our show. Yeah, Nick Novak, Novak Jay Feely. Jay Feely comes on the show. I, know, I like right. them all. Oh, you're the opposite of a kicker. No, yeah, I I dig them. I think they're really they're almost like house cats. You know, they're just sort of <laughs> always around the locker room, and they're like on top of the the. The, the back of the couch, and you're like, oh, yeah, there you are. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, I'm about to golf after I finish grooming myself. Oh, okay, well, that's weird. I'll see you later. Oh, gosh, that's funny. 
Um, okay, Saints on the move again. They're up 14-7. to Patriots finally on the move. And they finally started the second quarter. I don't know when the Titans decided that they <laughs> that they were the Saints. I mean, they're just throwing the ball all over the field. This is the slowest moving game of all of the games here in this early session. 17-3, they lead the Patriots. Um, but here come the Patriots, and wow, they tried to do that quick snap Tom Brady sneak thing, and it wildly did not work that time. He just got whacked. Yeah, look, third and short, third and it, one, yeah. it wasn't that short. Uh, this was more like... Uh, like third and a yard and a half. It was. And he tried to follow his left guard. There just wasn't much doing. Wesley Woodyard laying the lumber there. So are you going to go for it now if you're Bill Belichick? It's fourth and, fourth and two, they're going to call it. Wow, yeah, that you're was a long third and short. You're at the 12-yard line, and indeed they are. You've got Sony Michelle back this time. What do you do? They're lining up to go for it. They will go Play for action. it. Play action. Brady, Pass. First down and more, almost a touchdown that went to James White, and he gets down to the two, first down. I really like the play call. They got in the same exact offensive formation that they ran the QB sneak out of, and this time with motion, they had two receivers into the flats, opposite sides of Brady. It was a pick-your-poison thing. Cordell Patterson was well covered. White was in the backfield covered by a linebacker who was aligned at the line of scrimmage. It was a foot race, and yeah, it was Wesley Woodyard again, the same guy who made the tackle on the previous play play got beat to the flat and that's a first down for white and the patriots all right so the patriots now have first and goal inside the two they do give it to sony michelle does he get in no signal yet <laughs> official is waddling out to the spot <laughs> and they're gonna call him down at the one foot line that was hilarious Did you see that Raffy? look like he's 99 years old i'll tell you uh, what <laughs> He's getting around. Oh, he's gosh. He's like, well, I look like an old police officer was at a donut shop and somebody robbed the donut shop and he's chasing him out through the parking Just lot. Just imagine if the pylon actually tried to walk to the center of the field. That's what it sort of looked like, just wobbling down there. All right, so this time they'll give it to the fullback, and just because I have Sonny Michelle on my fantasy team, he's going to get in, and the Patriots score, and I don't get Bubka out of it. Oh, wow. I don't yeah, get Yeah, that's Devlin. Yeah, De <laughs> nobody got Bubka out of it. Nobody. Nobody's got Devlin in their league this year. Absolutely not. Yeah. Nobody's streaming fullbacks because <laughs> they got a running back who's uh, on the shelf oh, for the week. Gosh. No, yeah. Uh, so that was a great series, and that's exactly what I said to you guys at break. I said, watch the Patriots. No lead is safe with the Packers, with the Steelers, with the Saints, with the Patriots. There's teams around that just can seem to do it. They can close any gap. They're down 14 points, and I said it's going to be a long time of possession drive to start this quarter and go figure they go down and score. And the Bears pick off Matt Stafford, and they're going to be in the red zone again. The Lions are absolutely overwhelmed right now. Extra point good in Tennessee. The Titans still lead the Patriots, but it's 17-10 to 10 for free winners daily. <clears throat> go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. Also, we mentioned our buddy Lee. And his fantasy squad today. Oh, poor Lee. We already told him not to uh, start Corey Davis. More importantly, yep. the guy he's going yep. against has Eric Ebron. Mm -hmm. It is not 11 in the morning yet in the West. And Eric Ebron has three touchdowns already. One rushing. Not two. How often does a tight end rush the ball? What is What, a, what the hell is that? Where do we sprinkle the ashes of your fantasy team? Yeah.
Week 10, National Football League, rocking and rolling. Leonard Fournette is back. He's in the end zone. Julio Jones scores for the Falcons. Who knows? He might make it a habit. And the Bears are knocking on the door yet again. First and goal at the Detroit 6. They're already up 19. Nothing would be 21 if their kicker could put the extra point through the upright. But the Lions are barely putting up a fight Today, Trubisky, shovel pass, Bears get to the three-yard line, second and goal coming up. We're live the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, geico.com for a free rate quote. Get to the fantasy ticker coming up later on this hour. First time that we'll run around all of the stats for your favorite players. Uh, We've got another touchdown for someone that many of you may be starting today, and that is Alvin Kamara as the New Orleans Saints have had three drives, and have scored three touchdowns already in Cincinnati today. Yeah, the Saints, they're so high-powered offensively that I think they don't get enough credit for what they've done defensively, but Cameron Jordan, that's a man on that defense, and he anchors that defensive line and does great things up front in both the run and the pass. Uh, They have a a very aggressive style of play, and sort of always had. I mean, Greg Williams was there and made hay with them during the Super Bowl run, and they've continued that success defensively. Some down years where the offense kept them afloat, but this is one of the more complete teams in the NFL, and they're not receiving enough credit defensively because clearly every time you turn on a game, it's Drew Brees throwing a ball to one of these many weapons he has. Oh, no doubt about it, and this time Kamara runs it through. Also, this is kind of a fun moment, what this is turning into. Certainly didn't expect it. Uh, I covered Matt Barkley when he was at USC. He's a gem of a guy. He's an absolute gem of a human being. It's nice to hear, yeah. And this guy off the couch got a spot to go start all of a sudden for the Bills because, you know, the Bills just kind of do that sort of thing. They're just like, hey, you, quarterback? Quarterback? Yeah, quarterback? Okay, yeah, yeah, come on. Quarterback. I just picture the personnel meeting. It's like, hey, bumped into this guy in the deli. (laughs) And uh, nice dude. Looks like he's well put together. You want to try him out? Maybe he could play a little QB for us, and then uh, they sign him. Yeah, well, you'll love him even more. He just hit one of the Bills' offensive linemen for a trick play. Tackle eligible. Touchdown. Barkley today. 9 of 15 for 146 yards He's and a score. He's not turned the ball over. The Bills are pounding the Jets in New York 24 to nothing. Yeah, I just signed Deion Dawkins, offensive <laughs> tackle, to my fantasy squad. I'm hoping for big things for the yeah. Bills in the future. Good Look, it, it's been a slow year for them offensively, so I figure maybe an offensive tackle. Uh, we'll get it done for him. But, yeah, it's a nice story for Barkley. Uh, it's a long road to tell, man. Uh, th- this is uh, it's not an easy league to stick around in. You have to have sort of those second and third com- comebacks like we've, we've seen with Ryan Fitzpatrick in Tampa Bay. One of the most exciting plays we've seen today is a Cody Parkey extra point try. This one is good. Hooray! It is good. Right through the middle. Cody Parkey. And he nails it. And the Bears. Uh, they lead 26 to nothing. Mitch Trubisky, three-yard quarterback draw, touchdown. Trubisky's pouring it on today. Game's getting out of hand fast. Yep, yep real Game's fast. getting out of fast. 8-14 to go second quarter. I, uh, I, I'm a believer in what Matt Nagy has brought to this team. I've been saying it for weeks now. I've been saying it really, it feels like, since the beginning of the season because that's how much I believe in Andy Reid as a coordinator. <laughs> Every single time uh, the Chiefs offense touched the field over his time in Kansas City, they were just lights out. Uh, barring very few performances, Matt Nagy spent a lot of time with uh, Reed in Kansas City, and he's having that same success with a, a very multiple offense in Chicago. 
All right, Bengals punting it back to Drew Brees and company who have been three for three on touchdowns. Big third down for the Patriots, trailing by seven. Third and four at the Tennessee 34-yard line, approaching the nine-and-a-half-minute mark in the first half. Brady out of the shotgun. Will look, will throw, incomplete, short of his man. Are you trying a field goal? This is a Belichick maybe go for it spot on the field. What yeah, do you could think? Yeah, it could be. It honestly could be, and they just they just tempted fate on fourth down last drive, but it looks like Brady is unsnapping his helmet, heads to the sideline. Yeah, look, I, I get it, and and plus 50 punting or, uh, or, or, or kicking the field goal with the weapon they have as Goskowski, yeah, he'll take the field for, what, a 52-yard attempt? 52-yard attempt, yeah, this to get within four. Uh, this one of the close games that we're watching, the uh, Bears-Lions game we were just talking about is not. Goskowski's going to be wide left with that 52-yarder. Uh, that one was never inside the uprights, so no good, and the Titans continue to lead 17-10. to 10. Yeah, left hash pla- placement there, and had it been right down the stripe, he would have made that field goal. Again, Gaskowski, that, that's n- no shame on his record. Right. He's one of the best doing it, and he's been a consistent performer for the Patriots since they signed him. One of the things to note, I, I really do feel strongly about this. Part of the reason why we're seeing such a an issue with kicking in the NFL is people forget this is a learning league. When you get to the NFL, the progress isn't done. That's why so many rookies look better year two because there's a lot to catch up on. I feel similarly about kickers. So many teams just sign kickers and they go, oh, well, you're a pro. You should make them all. And they don't have a special team coordinator who's talking to them about technique, who's going over things like that. And it's always been such an emphasis in New England. I mean, think about it. Vinatieri right into Gaskowski, they're teaching these guys. Right, right, absolutely. And there have been a lot of young guys who have been put into uh, very difficult uh, positions right away. I think about the Browns first and foremost with that comment. They've had two different kickers, both of them young. Both of them have, quote-unquote, cost them games this year. Oh, no question. And and that, especially with a position like that, you know, a golfer will get the yips. You're talking about swinging a leg, not a club. If you have that much disappointment early in your career, it could ruin a career. And there's not a lot of people who are waiting for a kicker to figure it out at this level. But I, I stand by it. If you don't teach them, these things can happen. The wheels can fall off quick. Tampa Bay evens things up with Washington with a field goal of their own. A couple of minutes to go until half there, and nobody in the end zone yet. The Redskins and Tampa Bay are tied 3-3. Also, remember how we buried producer Lee's fantasy team a short time ago because Eric Ebron has three touchdowns, and he's going against Ebron today. Not to be outdone, he's also going against Tyreek Hill who now has his second touchdown of the game. That's excellent. Four catches, 93 yards, two scores for Tyreek Hill, and the Chiefs lead the Arizona Cardinals 22-7. The show that is Patrick Mahomes keeps on rolling. I just I get so uncomfortable looking into the production booth now because <laughs> I stare at Lee, whose eyes are now just a galaxy into a bottomless pit uh, where his soul once resided. <laughs> I feel... It's over. Yeah, he called today a must so win. Bad. He called today a must win. And the good news is that uh, it's kind of like when you go in for surgery and you're like, Doc, or like they need to give you a shot. Sure. Like, Doc, don't build it up. Right. Just stick that thing in and let's get it over with. And that's what the fantasy gods have done for Lee today. We're not going to draw this out until the afternoon. No. Dude, you lose. No, no, yeah. This was like. And we got to it quick. It's November. uh, You stepped out on your front porch. You got hit in the face with a snowball. It's going to be a bad day. (laughs) It's going to be a bad day. That's right. That sucker's cold. And so is what the gods have just delivered. 
producer Lee the laughs. All right. That's right. Thank you. That one's over. So, uh, so damn cold. I'm sure you have at least 17 other leagues, and so you can go take a look at that website <laughs> because this one is gone. Touchdown Cleveland Browns. We got a back and forth going on in Cleveland between yes, the sir, Falcons brownies. and the Browns. This is another Baker Mayfield touchdown pass. This one going to a guy who I am really high on going forward, and you see why the Browns got rid of Carlos Hyde only eight games into his Browns career. Yeah, uh, Nick Chubb, as a rookie running back, really starting to look good. He catches one this time from Baker Mayfield. Chubb today, 56 yards on the ground, 26 through the air, and a score, and the Browns lead by four over the Falcons. You know, it's so funny. Nick Chubb is going to have a great season. I agree with you. He'll probably end up having a nice career as well. Duke Johnson Jr. is one of the forgotten pieces of an offense that hasn't gotten a lot of publicity because they've been so woeful in the wins and losses column, but backing him up uh, at that running back position is another good one. I, I think of Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. Cook will take all the bows, and everybody will know his name in the fantasy world, but Murray has been a really great backup stepping in for him. Duke Johnson Jr., that's the reason why they moved Hyde and they got something for him, because he can handle the load as the backup. Uh, the Detroit Lions have moved the ball into Bears territory. Back-to-back catches from Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Moved the sticks a couple of times, and I think the Lions are into Bears territory for maybe the first time that I can remember so far today. They need to do something, do it fast. Five and a half to go first half. Bears all over the Lions. 26 to nothing there. And there's an injury timeout in Tennessee, but can pass along that uh, even though the Patriots have taken the first punch, started to throw the counterpunch, Tennessee looks up to the battle today. Their offense moving the ball again into New England territory. The injury is to the Titans' third running back, the backup behind Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry. And uh, apologies, I don't have his name readily available, but it was a non-contact injury. Uh, His name is uh, Flulin, David Flulin. Yeah, uh, is their third running back, Who? and he just grabbed the ball and immediately went down in a heap. Yeah, his left leg, I, I, it looks like a popped hammy. It, it's given all the signs to it where his where they're kind of massaging low behind the knee. Uh, yeah, th- that's not fun. These, these soft tissue injuries, especially for a skilled position player, if that's the case, if that's what happened, uh, that can really hamper you. It could be worse. You never know. So he's being helped to his feet. He's up. He he's will. Up, uh, yeah, he's not moving very quickly, though. No, he'll make his way off the field in that game. And as we speak, we're seeing Alex Smith with the Redskins. This is a 3-3 ball game. Yeah. They're getting their next drive underway here. And I got to tell you, you know, this is going to be one of those teams come the end of the season we're talking about a lot more than we are now because if you're playing in the NFC East and you have five wins right now, it ain't looking so bad. It ain't looking bad. I do think the Eagles are still laying in the weeds. They've got the Sunday nighter against Dallas yep. tonight. I think they'll win that game, and uh, and I'm bullish on their second half. But if the Redskins lose today and the Eagles win tonight, those two teams are tied. They're right on their heels. I'd still take them to win the division, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. They they are definitely a factor here come the second half of the season, and if they win that division, get a home playoff game, who knows where you go from there. Uh, the Saints are into Bengals territory yet again. They've been living there all day. We'll check in on that coming up. Fantasy Ticker still ahead this hour. It's Red Zone Radio, but first it's time for a Jeff Allen Sports Report. Thanks, guys. This is the world champion handicapper Jeff Allen from Las Vegas with your free selection L.A. Oakland coming up in just a second. But how about Jeff Allen Sports' toll-free message line? 
documented. 26-3 run, 89% winners. I'm red hot right now confirmed. L.A. Seattle Game of the Year is yours free on a recorded message. Call now. 1-800-870-2283. Dallas, Philadelphia, best bets, and you're going 5-0. 5-0 free, ready now. 1-800-870-2283. Chargers are favored in Oakland for this game here. The Bolts off a solid 25-17 win over Seattle. Rivers with solid Melvin Gorvin, 113 on the ground. Raiders 1-7 on the season, coming off the beatdown at San Fran, 34-3. Derek Carr only 170 yards passing. Dun Martin was the leading rusher. The technicals here, Chargers 18-8 against the spread on the road, but only 1-5 against the spread off the spread win. Raiders are 3-10 against the spread versus teams with a winning record and just 1-5 against the spread last six at home. Chargers 6-1 under last seven versus the West, 7-3 under last 10 on the road. Raiders 14-3 under versus the West. I like the under for a small play. The big play, the big money, Rams, Seahawks, game of the year. Yours free on a recorded message. Call now, 1-800-870-2283. You got Dallas, Philadelphia, Miami, Green Bay, part of a 5-0. Big 5-0 late action bailout Sunday. Free recorded message, 1-800-870-2283. Seahawks, Rams, Miami, Green Bay. Yours free on a recorded message. Call now, big 5-0 late action bailout Sunday. Free recorded message, 1-800-870-2283. Go to VegasCovers.com. Okay, free winners daily, VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. Look at Michael Thomas throw up the X. That's his second touchdown of the game. Drew Brees is coming the first play after a long interception return. Andy Dalton, an ill-advised pass down the field, picked off, returned all the way to the red zone. Michael Thomas yesterday on Twitter promised that we would still throw yep. up the X. That's a nod to Des Bryant as he goes into the end zone for the second time today. Yeah, it's a sad story with Des popping the Achilles day two on the job with the Saints. Jeez. I mean, that's a decent payday, but you don't want your your career potentially to end the way this season did end for him. Uh, I, I the, the story of Des Bryant is a really confusing one. That's a ton of talent. And it faded a little bit, and then it got very ugly with teammates and coaches alike in yep. in Dallas, a place where they show loyalty to a fault to players, especially like Dez. And uh, and so now we don't know the end to that story, but this is just the beginning for this Saints team this season because I, I this has Super Bowl written all over it. I mean, they've touched the ball five times. They've got thirty five points. If anybody can do multiplication, yes, that's five times seven. Uh, they have scored a touchdown every single time they've touched the ball. Two seconds to go until halftime. Saints 35 and the Bengals 7. See, I told you the Saints can't play outside. More impressively, yeah. I know. That's such a I, – <laughs> No, it, I never said they can't. They they're, they tend to not be quite as effective, but they certainly are today. Well, I, and, uh, you know, Drew Brees, the dome quarterback thing, look, you're you're more effective at home. Sure. That That's home to him. And, and the Superdome has been great to Drew Brees and to the Saints, obviously, a terrible uh, environment to play in if you're the visiting team. So for certain, they've had most of their success indoors, but that's by virtue of that's where the home crowd is. We're just having this conversation at break about Andy Dalton. Yeah. And uh, I want to continue it here as that game goes to halftime, 35-7. 
So what are your thoughts on Dalton exactly? Well, so he he threw an ill-advised pick, which is what started the uh, the conversation. And Andy Dalton, I feel like for a while now in the NFL, is, you know, he's a nice quarterback. If you want to call him <clears throat> B-level or whatever it is, I just feel like whenever they're going in a big game or against a good team, he doesn't look the same. He can have really big games uh, kind of picking on smaller opponents, but when the Bengals have needed him to step up and sort of be that you know franchise-type guy, hasn't been able to do it. It's interesting. I, I think Andy Dalton's a good quarterback, and I know that I've seen him play well in big games against better teams because he plays in the AFC North. If you're going to go to the, uh, the, the playoffs virtually every year like they do outside of some seasons where they've had skill positions injured or defensively struggled, uh, you have to be a good football team, pretty complete team, and they have been many years. But there are some quarterbacks who can create separation in big games and really stand out, and then there's a tear down from them. And I agree with you full-heartedly. He's probably in that second tier. I, you know, the likes of a Blake Bortles reside in that tier because the teams are on a really good, and they're just good enough to hang with the uh, the squad the whole darn way. But they just don't have the magic that a Brady or a Breeze or a Peyton Manning or Eli when he was still playing great had they 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 were transformative players in moments that mattered the most and Andy Dalton I agree with that much really has not been for yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals I'm looking at coming into this year for instance let's take a look at that record within the division I know they have taken some appearances in the playoffs uh not every year some years feel like they rarely go anywhere when they get there his record against the Steelers and this was coming into this year and I know he's already lost another one to him so he is now 3 and 10 yeah. All time against the Steelers. He came into the year six and six against Baltimore. He came into the year ten and three against Cleveland. We've heard this conversation about Andrew Luck, where Andrew Luck sometimes is is pinned with, "Hey, dude, you you get all your wins in the division, and it's been a weak division during Luck's career. Think two years ago when Luck was playing, the Texans and the Jags and the Titans were not anything to speak of, and outside of the division, Luck has a losing record. Dalton almost within his own division." has a little bit of that stat to hang around him where he's made a lot of his money by playing the Browns twice a year and beating him each time. Well, Baltimore's a good team and have been over the course of time that he's been the starting quarterback. Uh, you know, that's a playoff contender as well. And it's it's amazing that they've had two bids come out of that division a lot of times to the AFC and, and he's been right there with them. Look, Andy Dalton, and same could be said about Andrew Luck. I actually really like that comparison because the Colts, they live and die by the Andrew Luck sword. They're only as good as Andrew Luck is, and I feel so similarly about the Bengals. It's reliant on him as a quarterback. So he is good because he's the reason, in part, that they've had success over his tenure. But is he great? Is he transcendent? No. And I feel similarly about Andy Luck. I, I felt great about it at first, but then when you start breaking down the impact really circling your offense around Andrew Luck has had on the Colts over this course of time. I'm not a, I'm not in love with the narrative that he's elite or that he's one of these top-tier guys, especially after suffering the injuries and such. First and goal for the Titans uh, as they try to go back up by two scores against the Patriots. Derrick Henry's carry comes up just short. So as they approach the one-minute mark, second and goal from like the one-foot line, for the Titans, already leading 17-10. to 10. We'll keep an eye on that for free winners daily. Go to VegasCovers.com. 
VegasCovers.com. Speaking of Andrew Luck, third touchdown pass of the game, and they are really putting it on a 29-point first half against the Jags defense. They now lead 29-13. This time, Luck hits Mo Ali-Cox again, another tight end. All four touchdowns scored by tight ends. Ebron has three. Ali-Cox has one. 29 points in the first half. What has happened to the Jaguars' defense? Oh, no, they're they're still good. They're still a good defense. The problem is what's happened to this Jaguars' offense. They, they are dreadful. Uh, so when you look at their defensive stats, the Jaguars actually are one of the best teams, if not the top in certain defensive categories, but they are, they are in bottom third as far as their offensive production goes. Now, this game in a vacuum, it's looking pretty bad for the Jags. There's no question about it. But when you are paired with such an abysmal offense – you you really you, you can't you can't even allow a point because you can't depend on your offense to score you out of that hole. Okay, we got ourselves a ball game here. I think all along we've been expecting once the Patriots kind of got uh, got going a little bit, they would get it going in the second half. That still may be true, but here comes another counterpunch from the Titans. Derrick Henry goes in from one yard out, and it is twenty three to ten with an extra point on the way. On the road for the Patriots, Tom Brady's got his work cut out for him in the second half. Oh, there's no question about it. And I mean, and we're we're pretty deep into this half already. Uh, yeah, there's only a minute nine left to go till the break. Yeah. So uh, look, th- this is this is one of those games where I think you're going to circle the wagons at halftime if you're the Pats. Uh, if you don't get a score here and really start to change things. I, I, I don't mind the game plan as it stands, but they need to get a score here before the half, whether it's three points or it's seven, to make this a ball game or a more feasible ball game to win in the second half because Titans, uh, they got momentum on their side. Yep, they yep. got the home crowd on their side. It's a tough hole they dug themselves. All right, 24-10, extra point is good. Also, we can pass along that LaShawn McCoy goes in again. Who had the Bills for a 31-point first half? Raise okay. your hand, everybody. Well, who had the Bills? The Bills are up 31 to nothing <laughs> in New York against the Jets, quarterbacked by Matt Barkley. Are, are you kidding me? Um, all right. Uh, fantasy ticker 15 minutes away. David Gascon, two seconds away. And here he is with a full update. Man, it's good to see that fat guy touchdown that Bills game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it, big, fat, ugly <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. Oh, Rich, man. Rich recently said it's like the one life goal that was at, at this moment uh, remains unrealized. Uh, was uh, was big guy touchdown. You, you never scored one. Sad. Hashtag sad. Yeah, don't give up. Don't give up. You're only, what, 31 years old? Right, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe I'll play in, like, the XFL or the Alliance of American Football. And Good idea. Dreams do come true, guys. Yes, they do. <laughs> Could your yeah. body hold up in that league? Absolutely not. No. Uh, no, no, no. I'd, I'd look like body, a jo- body can't hold up in radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, barely... I'd look like a jalopy. There would be pieces like it was like, who was wearing a hubcap out here? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, guys, speaking of that game, yeah, LaShawn McCoy, 14 carries for 96 yards and two TDs. Buffalo leading in New York 31 to nothing. Jaguars just got a field goal with under 10 seconds to go in the first half. It's the Colts 29, Jaguars 16. Eric Ebron's got three touchdowns in this ball game, two receiving and one rushing. Browns on top of the Falcons 14 to 10. Baker Mayfield pitching it perfecto so far. He's 12 of 12, 165 wow. yards and two TDs. Nick Chubb 82 total yards and also scoring that one. Fellas are at recess, Kansas City 20, Arizona 7. Guys, I don't know if you saw this, but Tyreek Hill had two touchdowns in this ballgame. The second one, he went into the end zone, into the stands for a celebration. 
and grab the CBS camera. And those of you that may not know this, those cameras are, are they're pretty expensive. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. The lens itself is like $50,000. Okay. So it's like a $100,000 camera he was operating, but it's pretty awesome. He's got uh, two scores in that one, 97 total yards. <laughs> In the affair. Meanwhile, Tennessee 24, New England 10. There's about a minute to go in the first half of that ball game. And then, of course, Chicago 26, Detroit 7. That ball game is also at the half. And, guys, last but not least. Fakes the handoff to Ingram. Drops back, sets up the screen to the left. Ingram at the 25. Big block out in the flat. He's got a block route in front at the 5. Spins across the goal line. Touchdown, Mark Ingram. Saints Radio Network. Uh, this is uh, this is like what is it like Rocky Four when when Apollo just gets hammered and, and beaten into the <laughs> right. into the canvas That's into right. the ground six feet under. You're, by, you're by suggesting that the Bengals throw in a towel right now? No, no. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I suggest that someone doesn't throw any towel and just lets them die. He's just a machine, like, Andy. Just, I was gonna say my fantasy team could use Drew Brees for another half. So don't you end the game yet, okay? <laughs> Having a good time right now. Thirty-five buddy. to seven. Drew Brees is eighteen to twenty. Two fourteen. Three scores. Kamara's got seventy-nine yards and two TDs. Michael Thomas six for sixty-two and a pair of scores his way as well. Guys, that is only at the half. Keep in mind they put up thirty-five uh, points in the first half last week against the LA Rams. So it's back-to-back <laughs> weekends they've done that. Unreal. I remember when thirty-five points was was a high score for a game. <laughs> oh, I know. I'd be like, wow, they scored thirty-five. The yeah. Saints are now doing that every half. Uh, So uh, that's fun. Uh, Good stuff, Dave. Thanks. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It is easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico Geico.com or you can call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Tom Brady's on the field right now, Rich. Tom is on the field and he has moved the Patriots into Tennessee Titan territory by virtue of a Philip Dorsett catch. It's going to move the chains right to midfield First and 10, 21 seconds left to go. Titans up 24 to 10. With 21 seconds midfield, is Tom Brady thinking field goal? Or are you thinking still, let's see if we can get this thing into the end zone? Well, yeah, if you can get yourself a nice chunk play here, you can get close enough to, to tempt fate at a, at a seven point, uh, cut this lead down by some. Uh, but yeah, you know, Julian Edelman responsible for the first first down of this drive, a low throw, a great catch. And then, like you just mentioned, Dorsett to the sideline. This is the operation, and they just showed a stat on the screen. He scored over 40 points in the waning two minutes of a first-half career-wide. And so they go over the middle here. They got no timeouts, so now they got to scurry up to the line. 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, and there's the spike at six seconds. They're at the 42-yard line. That's tough. So from here, you're looking at a 59-yard field goal try or – do you try to chunk off maybe another five yards on a sideline pattern or something? Yeah, if I'm them, what I'm doing is I'm running a, a, a combo route to the sideline, a deep out, uh, or you just get as much as you can. But, yeah, Gaskowski can hit from this this length. His career long, is that shown 62? Yeah, 62. Yeah, he he was a mule. And, and he was there when I was there. I used to watch him warm up sometimes with the wind at his back. He was making kicks sometimes beyond the 50-yard line. Right, right. So close to 70 yards. All right, there's Brady to the sideline. It's incomplete. The Titans knew they had to go to the sideline, so they guarded the sideline. Chris Hogan was the intended receiver, no dice. So now with two seconds, it doesn't look like Brady's coming off the field. 
You're going to throw a Hail Mary instead of a 59-yard field goal try? That seems odd to me. You know, I I guess they're they're not trusting after the first miss for Gaskowski to go out there and do it. So. Yeah, plenty of leg on that 52-yarder that he missed just a little bit wide to the left. But yes, indeed, the Patriots with two seconds left from the 43-yard line are going to go ahead and uh, and line up Tom Brady in the shotgun, and he'll get sacked. And so uh, no points and an extra bruise for Tom Brady. I'm not crazy about the decision. Yeah. I really am not. Yeah, I, I get it. Are I, you challenging Bill Belichick? <laughs> you do your job, Rich. Yeah, it's a low percentage kick. There's no question about it. Yeah, so no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm if, with you if totally. You, if you look at it, I mean, the odds are a conversion on a Hail Mary versus making a 59-yarder. They got to be pretty similar. But still, Guskowski, like I said, with the leg he has, unless they know something about the direction of the wind that I don't. Right. I right. mean, if you got even five miles into your teeth, you're not going to make from that distance, so perhaps that factored. Okay, so off to the break we go. I think the Patriots do get the ball first in the second half, but they trail this one 24-10. Uh, Dave mentioned a minute ago that Baker Mayfield had not thrown an incompletion. He has now. However, he's also thrown his third touchdown pass of the game. This one going to Duke Johnson, and the Browns lead over the Falcons. This is the second half that's already started there. 10-27 to go third quarter. The Browns in front of the Falcons, 21 to 10. Now it's the Browns. We've sort of become conditioned to them getting leads and choking them away in the fourth quarter. We'll see what happens on this one. Um, but this is a significant score now if you look at this. The Browns looking pretty solid, and the Falcons do not have room for error. They have gotten themselves on a nice little winning streak to get back to 500 at 4-4. Four and four. But in a division with the Panthers and the Saints, uh, you feel like this is a game they're going to have to win if they still aspire to the playoffs. Saints are absolutely rolling. Tampa Bay, no issue any longer. But uh, when you look at what happened to Carolina on the road Thursday night, I, I don't buy that that's the Carolina team. That, that uh, They're somewhere between the absolute you know, uh, uh, offensive juggernaut they looked like against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the rollover and die team on Thursday night we just witnessed. It's a tough environment. November, Heinz Field, Thursday night. You're not going to get a lot of wins that way. So I think that Cam Newton and, uh, and what's been happening with Norv Turner as offensive coordinator there really works. He's using him exactly the way you should use Cam because that's a guy who loves to run the ball, and they're scripting runs for Cam. And so it's working, and Greg Olson and all the other weapons. McCaffrey obviously out of that backfield. I think this is a two-team race now between the Saints and Carolina. Uh, but, yeah, if uh, the Falcons really want to have a shot, they got to win this game, and I gave it to them. I, I thought the line got bet down. Well, they were favored by about a, a touchdown, about, yeah, six, about points, six points, and there, it got yeah. bet all the way down to three. Um, the uh, it, we're, we're not we're not anywhere near done yet. No, Only, I know. You know, a couple touchdowns from Matt Ryan, and and I, and I don't know how much faith I have in the Browns. Let's yeah. be very oh, honest. History in the fourth quarter, reflects. yeah, no, no doubt. But Baker Mayfield on his game today, fourteen of fifteen, one hundred eighty-six yards and three touchdown throws. That's Baker today. Browns up by eleven points. So the, the same way I was talking about when you have a new quarterback come in the game, sometimes that changes the whole outcome for the defense. Matt yep. Barkley having success today for the Bills against the Jets. Same could be said about an offense coordinator. That's Freddie Kitchens. That's not Todd Haley anymore with the Browns. So he changed things this week and he's got Baker rolling. All right. Uh fantasy ticker is right around the corner. Let's get you up to date on where all of your players stand today. That's coming up next. This is Red Zone Radio on Fox Sports Radio.
They've officially changed the name of the red zone to the Saint Zone. Oh, yeah. Because they're in it every single time you look up at your television set. Second down, Michael Thomas with a catch moments ago to move it inside the 20. Second and short, and here comes here comes Taysom Hill. All right, so are we going to go with a Taysom Hill play? No, Taysom Hill is going to split out in the slot. Drew Brees remains in the quarterback spot for the Saints on this play. Taysom Hill's a nut job. I love watching him play. He is crazy what that guy does is, is at, with his body, especially since he's technically a quarterback. Yeah, he's a great athlete, though, and he comes from a running offense, a lot of zone read at BYU, and he's got real speed. Like, he's a 4 4 4 5 guy. Uh, so they, they get as multiple as they can with him. A willing blocker, like you just mentioned. He'll throw his body around there in the run game. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be one of those games where the Saints may not end up <laughs> using their punter again. No. I think this happened the night that he broke his record for career passing yardage. The punter, there was a funny picture of the two of them in the locker room post game, like where the punter was just frowning, <laughs> and then Drew Brees is giving thumbs I, up. This I'm, may be another one of those. I'm not needed, although an incomplete <laughs> pass there does mean on fourth and one they might be using – Will Lutz to do something other than an extra point here in a second. We'll see. I wouldn't put pa- uh, put it past Sean Payton to go ahead and go for it on fourth down. No, they're not. And Breeze is furious. Look at that. Did you see him yeah. <laughs> shake like, his come head? Come on. Come on, man. We could have had it, coach. All right. Wow. Uh, 20th, 23s, 264, three touchdowns. Yeah. Right? No, no picks, obviously. QB rating of 154.1. I think that's good. It's okay. Brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. And now here comes the fantasy ticker. Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. First place we're going is Soldier Field in Chicago. The Lions and the Bears getting together, and Mitch Trubisky has been a surprising fantasy performer this year. Maybe we should stop being surprised. Snap back by White Air to Trubisky, looking left. Trubisky going to run it on the delay draw into the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! And an emphatic spike of the ball by Mitch. 25-0, all Bears in the first half here at Soldier Field. That one comes from WBBM Bears Radio, Trubisky, 15 of 17, 264 through the air, two touchdown throws, and 10 yards on the ground, and that touchdown run. And just a quick question here, what the luck is happening in Indy? Luck out of the gun, has Jordan Wilkins to his right, Luck's going to loft it downfield, wide open, Eric Ebron catches it in stride, he's inside the 20, still going, diving for the pylon, no signal yet, he's going to be down inside the five-yard line, it's not going to be a touchdown. No, they, they signal touchdown, touchdown, <laughs> Eric Ebron. They put six on the board. Yeah, he's got three all to Ebron. He's only missed four guys, 16 of 20 passing over 200 yards, 17 on the day with a rush to boot. Yeah, luck having a nice day out there. Yeah, it's doing all right. Let's go to Cincinnati where the Saints are having a really good day, and the only thing that has been able to slow down Drew Brees as a fantasy performer is his running back, Alvin Kamara. Second and goal from the one-yard line of the Bengals. Breeze back into the game. He's under center. Kamara, the tailback. He's going to take the pitch out to the left, running to the sideline. Hubbard giving chase. Alvin Kamara is going to walk in the front pile on touchdown Saints. The Saints offense is absolutely dominating. Saints Radio Network, Kamara, nine carries, 36 yards, two scores, four catches, 46 yards, all Saints in Cincinnati. Yeah, the Bills have 31 points. I'm going to repeat that statement. The Bills 
I have 31 points. Third and goal from one yard out. Snap, quick one, gives it to Shady, and McCoy banging over bodies into the end zone. Touchdown, there it is. There it is, LaShawn McCoy's second touchdown of the first half. Yeah, that was a one-yard run there. He's had 14 rushes, 96 on the day, and two touchdowns. That's a big day for Shady. That's a big day for the Bills in New York. They're playing the Jets, and they're playing their pants off the Jets. Remember when we played for you an Eric Ebron touchdown catch? He knows how to do it two different ways. Third and goal from the three-yard line. Here's a sweep left side to Eric Ebron. He gets in. Touchdown! A touchdown! A rushing touchdown for Eric Ebron. He's got two today, one receiving that one from three yards away on a jet sweep to the left side. And the Colts lead it 13-7. to The Colts sweep to Eric Ebron. That guy could do it all, man. Gotta love it. He has been doing it all in the Colts radio network. He has four touches in the game. Three of them have gone for scores. He has that two-yard run, three catches, 69 yards, two scores there, over 28 fantasy points. And on to the wide receivers, lights, camera, action. I'll explain this. Well, Tyreek will do all the explaining. Snap to Mahomes at his belt, sidestepping. Fires for the end zone. The pass is going to be... Touchdown, Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, but Patrick Mahomes now has set a Kansas City Chiefs record, 31 touchdowns in a single season. Chiefs Radio Network, and uh, an exciting day for the Chiefs, as is every time the Chiefs play <laughs> offensively. Right. Five receptions for Tyreek Hill, 97 yards, two touchdowns, as you heard. And he hopped in, he did a little camera work after that with CBS. Uh, they're none too thrilled with that because, as Gascon informed us, quite a, quite expensive equipment. Right. I think that qualifies as using a prop, does it not? Uh, Going into gonna, the stands yeah. and using a camera. A little lighter in the wallet yeah. after this week. All right, uh, as Cody Parkey lines up a field goal try, maybe those will go better uh, than his extra point tries have so far today for the Bears. It is up, and no, he hit the upright again. Thanks, Cody. That's going really well. Oh, man. I'll tell you what is going well. When Drew Brees drops back, he looks for number 13. Eight seconds on the play clock. Brees from the empty backfield drops back, looks in the slot. Mike Thomas across the end zone. Touchdown, Saints. Unbelievable! His second touchdown of the day, and the Saints take a 34-7 lead. They're going to have 35 points two weeks in a row in the first half. That is from the Saints radio network, and Thomas has seven catches, 70 yards, two of them into the paint. And we head back to Bears radio network where they are beating up on some Lions. Here's the snap to Trubisky. Nice clean pocket. Going deep for Allen Robinson. Over the shoulder. Making it a catch. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Oh, my. Yeah, that's four receptions for Robinson on the day. Almost 100 yards. Just one shy. 99 with that touchdown. He's been targeted five times. Caught nearly all of them. Big day for the Bears. All right. We uh, gave you the quarterback numbers. You heard from Eric Ebron. We gave you the running back numbers. You heard from Eric Ebron. We haven't done the tight ends yet. Luck wide open to the end zone. Lobs it for Eric Ebron. Touchdown. Touchdown. A 12-yard pass. Wide open was Eric Ebron. That's his third touchdown of the half. Colts Radio Network yet again. Eric Ebron. One, two, three touchdowns on the day. Other great performers we haven't mentioned. LaShawn McCoy has 96 yards. He's gone into the end zone a couple of times. Nick Chubb, by the way. Browns have scored again and lead the Falcons 28 to 10, and it was Chubb again, this time on the ground. So he's got 158 yards on the ground and a score and two catches for 26 yards and a score. 
And of all the active players today, Nick Chubb now becomes the top fantasy scorer. Not bad. Yeah. Not a bad day yeah. for the Browns. New offensive coordinator, Baker Mayfield, nearly perfect. I don't know. Maybe there was a rift between Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, and they've figured it out now. Tell you what. Yeah, nice one here for Cleveland. I'll also pass along. I can't believe you didn't bring this up. I mean, David Johnson is up over 20 fantasy points. David, 15 carries, 63 yards, four catches, 45 yards, one score. Hashtag Byron Leftwich. It all changed when I tweeted at him. To kind of get it no, together. No, you've been tweeting him every week. And uh, it's so really it, been effective, it, it the approach. Not, I, I feel like I'm I'm a great corner man. Like, he not. comes to the side. I'm just like, listen, <laughs> uh, you're giving him hell out there. Work the body. We're going to win the late rounds here. Some reporter in Arizona, get us a quote from David Johnson about former Cardinal Rich Ornberger tweeting him every <laughs> single week about fantasy football. All right, second half of these games next. Week 10, National Football League. Let's roll down the stretch. Second half, early session. We're live in the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. We might finally have found the thing that slows the Saints offense down. Instant replay. That's it. Uh, Touchdown, Drew Brees to Ben Watson. But hold everything, dot, dot, dot. They're going to review and by our eyes, the knee was down prior to the ball crossing the plane. Yeah, it looks like that that could be a you know one inch line situation where they'll get cute and bring in Taysom Hill and and do something interesting with their offense because it feels like this is the one thing about teams like Andy Reid's Chiefs and and now Matt Nagy's Bears and Sean Payton's Saints and even to a certain extent Bill Belichick's Patriots or Josh McDaniels, he's the offensive play caller. It just seems like they somehow steal an extra day during the week to game plan. How could you have this many packages available to use? <laughs> right. But they do. They 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 bring in smart players who can handle the workload, and they are extremely effective in all the situations they face on the field. Another touchdown for David Johnson, and the Cardinals are surprisingly trying to keep this one close in Kansas City. Four and a half to go third quarter. The Chiefs only up by six. It's 20-14. to 14. Johnson has both of the touchdowns for the Cardinals, one through the air, one on the ground. We told you about Nick Chubb's really long touchdown run, and the Browns are now cruising. Four-minute mark, third quarter. They lead the Falcons 28-10. to 10. Haven't mentioned the Bills and the Jets in a while. Haven't had a reason to. Bills continue to pummel them 31-3. to 3. And I think the top story right now as we move into the second half of these games is going to be the chase for Tom Brady and the Patriots. Right now facing a third and 10 at their own 30 early third quarter they're down by 14 points. How does that kind of change the way Brady's offense will operate being down double digits in the second half? Well, you just see will see more throwing, and that's exactly what we've seen through this drive. And then, obviously, chunk plays become more important, which means you have to stretch the field more, deeper routes, longer uh, developing plays. So they need to protect well up front. And as you can see, this was single back, uh, uh, basically an empty uh, situation because back went out on a route and he finds Josh Gordon uh, deep crossing pattern. Um, the Saints indeed did not get the touchdown, so they come out for a third and goal at the one, and Mark Ingram gets stuffed. And so now, what do you do in the Saints situation here? You're up thirty-eight to seven. Is there almost like a gentleman's agreement? Don't go for fourth down. I would imagine no. I mean, you're at the one-inch line. 
you go for it, but you're up by 31 points. When when you're in the NFL, I, I think that there are some coaches at the end of games who will call off the dogs. As a matter of fact, I saw that in the Kansas City. Who? What game was it? It was in Foxborough, though. It was one of the oh. Patriots. There you go. And Drew <laughs> they, Brees just they, pulled the Tom Brady. They will go for it, and Drew Brees just puts the ball right over the top of the pile, and he, now he's got himself a rushing touchdown, too. What the heck? You see this all the time with uh, the Patriots. They run the, the QB sneak at, at the goal line all the time because Tom is long. He'll yep. jump, and he'll reach the ball at the break the plane, and Drew just executed that play brilliantly. You extend it. You get the touchdown. You tuck it in, and you just hope you don't get hit too hard. And uh, so, yeah, he'll survive the day, and he's been excellent all season long, and today is no different in Cincinnati. Leonard Fournette in for a score. Don't go away in Indianapolis. That's still a game. The Colts now lead 29-23, to 6.25 to go in the third quarter there. And uh, let's see, why would, uh, why would our stat page be saying that punter Logan Cook has five pass attempts in this game for the Jaguars, I want to check and see if Blake Bortles is still playing in this game, and if he's not, why would the why would the punter be coming in at the? Oh, good lord! Lee, will you check and see if yeah. this is okay? Uh, I'm seeing five for five for 33 <laughs> yards and a score. So e- either 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 we've got a statistical problem on the internet, or something really weird is happening in Indy. Will you check on that for us? But either way, the Jags have gotten to within. Six points in Indianapolis. Meantime, we continue to watch Tom Brady down 24 to 10 at the hands of the ten- Tennessee Titans. And on third and four, incomplete pass over the middle. Uh, they're across the 50 into uh, Titan territory, but they're going to be kicking it away to Tennessee. And you know, the Titans are going to go into clock you know, clock conserving mode here. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you, you get into a mode where obviously you want to run down as much as you can. And tight end Dwayne Allen for the Patriots limped off the field. They're getting thin at tight end. Gronk not available for this game. Uh, he has his back issues flaring up again. And so Dwayne Allen actually had some early action, two receptions on the day for 17 yards, and he limped off the field. You know, it doesn't matter, right? Because in New England, anybody can have a day. It's relative unknowns who become superstars in Foxborough on a routine basis. So you may say, Dwayne Allen, well, who's he? He's the guy backing up Gronk, so he's a pretty good tight end in the NFL. You just haven't heard his name called yet. And so let's uh, let's face it, this is not looking like a climb they're ready to make in the second half so far. We'll see what happens down the stretch. Again, he's among the group, Tom Brady is, of quarterbacks in this league where no lead is safe. So when they do decide to turn it on, if they decide to turn it on, it's going to be a ball game as soon as they want it to be. What a wonderful return for anybody who has Leonard Fournette in their fantasy league as he is pouring it on today. Does have 50 yards on the ground and a score and now 39 yards through the air and a score as well. And so we got a good game going on in Indianapolis where both teams are 3-5. and And while the Texans seem to now be extending a little bit in that division, I don't think anybody's going to run away and hide. They're still very much in the conversation 
if you come out of this game with a win and you get to four and five. The Texans are rolling. They have a six-game winning streak going. They start out the season abysmal. Uh, six six in a row after three in a row losing to to begin their their campaign. And so things on track for that that division to shape up nicely for Billy O'Brien and Deshaun Watson. But like you said, I mean Andrew Luck. He he! If he composes himself, if he gets a win here in Indianapolis against Jacksonville, this can still be their division. They they just dug themselves a little bit of a hole early with some of these key losses. We are live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Andy Dalton and the Bengals back out on the field trying to get something going there. Uh, that one seems completely decided. Forty-five to seven, the Saints are leading now at Cincinnati. Remember back to week two, week three, the Saints came out of the gate really weird. Looked like they were going to have a surprisingly poor team. They had a home loss against the Tampa Bay Bucks on the opening week. That was kind of the birth of Fitz Magic. All of a sudden, we're right. like, "Whoa, wow, that was uh, that was interesting." And then week two, they went into the fourth quarter trailing against the Cleveland Browns. And only because of their kicking mishaps were the Saints able to kind of grind out an overtime win over the Cleveland Browns, and then something clicked. Something suddenly clicked, and the Saints have looked at like the most dominant team in the NFL since. And, and think about what they're coming off of, back-to-back road wins, uh, facing off against uh, Baltimore the way they did, and then the Minnesota Vikings, and then they hit the bye, and then they go out to Cincinnati this has been test after test after test for the Saints, and they passed all of them beautifully. They lead this game 45-7 in Cincinnati. They have the ball back They've again. They've got the ball back again. This is happening so fast that we can't even keep track of why and how they're getting the ball. Andy Dalton had the ball a second ago. What happened? Did he throw another? He's got one interception today. They didn't fumble. They're just going three and out, three and out, three and out. Uh, here come the Saints who again now have scored every single time they've touched the ball today. They are 7-for-7 seven seven with six touchdowns and one field goal. Yeah, it's rare that you have an offense clicking so well, especially on the road, especially in November. You're just guaranteed to see some sort of mishaps in one half or both, and they haven't had a single one yet. And now you see Mark Ingram on the field, and Kamara has had quite a day already and he is just a thumper out of the backfield. He gets all the hard yards, and he's ran it up the middle twice now for nine and ten yard yeah, gains. Just gashing them. It just—I mean, this offensive line probably not receiving enough credit for what they're doing in front of this run game. Obviously, protecting Drew Brees exceedingly well. He gets the ball out quick, so you'll never hear them anybody uh, laud the New Orleans Saint offensive linemen for their pass blocking. But as far as the run game goes, they've been dominating the front in Cincinnati. Okay, Jacksonville stops the Colts, and now they're going to get the ball back. So four and a half to go, third quarter. Colts up 29-23. Jaguars about to get the ball back, and they'll take over at their own 28-yard line. Meantime, an interesting possession going on here in Chicago. We had kind of called that one done. Bears were up 26-0. Since then, Cody Parkey, who missed two extra points early in the game, has missed two field goal tries as well. All four of his misses today have gone off the uprights. All four of them have hit the darn upright. I mean, he's literally an inch from being six for six, but instead he's two for six, and it's significant because the Lions have just kind of picked, picked, picked. They got a touchdown. They got a field goal. They are only two scores out now 
26 to 10 with a ton of time left, five minutes, third quarter. They just stopped Trubisky and the Bears. They're about to get the ball back. You know, you, you talk about skilled positions on the field, and everybody assumes you're talking about running backs and quarterbacks and wide receivers and tight ends, and the truth is the most skilled position is kicker. Uh, the margin for error is so slim, and this ain't horseshoes. You can't get close to the uprights. you got to put it through them every single time, and that's the expectation for all these teams out here because it takes a lot of work to get you just near the fringe so you have an opportunity to make a field goal, and all that work is discredited when you have a guy who's banging them off the bars. It, look, the stat book remembers losses as losses. It doesn't matter if it's one point or if it's by a million. And the stat book remembers PATs and missed field goals as as missed PATs and missed field goals. Right. It doesn't matter if you hit the upright or the crossbar. Right. Yeah, he's had a complete sheepish look on his face the whole day. Um, he's not a guy that you would consider having his job in jeopardy, you know, like he's had a nice year. It feels a little bit like the day Mason Crosby had for the Packers in Detroit earlier this year where you're like, that's Mason Crosby. That's been the Packers kicker forever. They're not going to cut the guy. Oh, yeah. Not like Caleb Sturgis last week with the Chargers where you're watching the game and you're like, they're going to cut him on Monday, and right. then they did. Uh, it doesn't feel like that, but it's just one of them days, man. It is one of them days. Um, all right, nice pass from Marcus Mariota to Corey Davis, and the Titans up 14 on the move again. That is significant. The Patriots right now looking like, who knows, this one might be a little bit too much for them to handle. We'll be following the Brady comeback effort. The Titans have a first down at the Patriots' 32-yard line right now. That's coming up on Red Zone Radio. But first, time for Jeff Allen Sports Report. Thanks, guys. This is the world champion handicapper Jeff Allen from Las Vegas with your free selection L.A. Oakland coming up in just a second. But how about Jeff Allen Sports' toll-free message line? Documented, 26-3 run, 89% winners. I'm red hot right now confirmed. L.A. Seattle Game of the Year is yours free on a recorded message. Call now, 1-800-870-2283. Dallas, Philadelphia, best bets, and you're going 5-0. 5-0 free, ready now. 1-800-870-2283. Chargers are favored in Oakland for this game here. The Bolts off a solid 25-17 win over Seattle. Rivers with solid Melvin Gorvin, 113 on the ground. Raiders 1-7 on the season, coming off the beatdown at San Fran, 34-3. Derek Carr only 170 yards passing. Dun Martin was the leading rusher. The technicals here, Chargers 18-8 against the spread on the road, but only 1-5 against the spread off the spread win. Raiders are 3-10 against the spread versus teams with a winning record and just 1-5 against the spread last six at home. Chargers 6-1 under last seven versus the West, 7-3 under last 10 on the road. Raiders 14-3 under versus the West. I like the under for a small play. The big play, the big money, Rams, Seahawks, game of the year. Yours free on a recorded message. Call now, 1-800-870-2283. You got Dallas, Philadelphia, Miami, Green Bay, part of a 5-0. Big 5-0 late action bailout Sunday. Free recorded message, 1-800-870-2283. Seahawks, Rams, Miami, Green Bay. Yours free on a recorded message. Call now, big 5-0 late action bailout Sunday. Free recorded message, 1-800-870-2283. Go to VegasCovers.com. Okay, Mark Weather, Rich Ornberg at Red Zone Radio. Free winners daily. Go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. 
Washington is knocking on the door. Fitz magic has not been working today. I expose people to magic. <laughs> Fitzpatrick has thrown for 272 yards, but no touchdowns. He's been picked twice. You blew it! The Redskins up 13-3, to now have a third and four at the Tampa Bay 8, already up by 10 points. They're looking to put this game away. Alex Smith out of the shotgun, rolls back. He'll throw incomplete, keep the field goal intact. And the Redskins will try to make it a 16-3 to game. Can also pass along that for the moment, the Chiefs were facing something that seemed like a scary scenario. The Cardinals suddenly got the ball. We're moving it a little bit. They're only down by six in the fourth quarter. But then Josh Rosen threw an interception right into the hands of one of the defensive linemen. And Kareem Hunt, as we speak, just moved the ball down to the one-yard line off of that interception so the Chiefs, at 10.50 to go in the game, are up six and have a first and goal on the one-yard line. So it looks like, at least in the moment, they're on their way to another win. A little bit of a scary situation for the Chiefs, though. Uh, just moments ago, Tyreek Hill hobbled off the field. And so you're seeing more action to Kelsey and to Hunt now as they're in the low red zone. We'll keep an eye on that because if if that's significant, which it doesn't seem like it is if he walked off under his own power, uh, but if it is significant, it could be a, a season changer for them to a certain extent. Um, it was Mitch Trubisky hitting Allen Robinson for the second time today for a score. Robinson just five catches, but for 125 yards and two scores. Trubisky's having himself a day. 332 through the year, three touchdown throws, also a touchdown run, and because Cody Parkey has been such a mess, they just went ahead and went for two, and they got that as well. They lead the Lions now 34-10. to Mitch Trubisky on my bench, having himself a great day. And Spencer Ware just breaks the plane for the Chiefs in the low red, as mentioned, three-yard run for him, and it looks like they're going for the two-pointer yeah, as well. Two. Yeah, up 26-14 now, so they'll go ahead for two, try to make it a two-touchdown game at the 10-14 mark of the fourth quarter. And then outside of that, we're watching the New England Patriots. Rich, they're running out of time here. Minute and a half to go third quarter. The Titans already added a field goal, and the Patriots just punted the ball back to them. Titans are back just outside their own 20-yard line for a second and nine that will only go for about two or three yards. But Tom Brady is going to be facing a 17-point deficit here at minimum uh, seemingly heading into the fourth quarter. Yeah, three scores, a lot to come back from in a single quarter. We saw Aaron Rodgers do that in the opener against the Bears early season for the Packers. So it's not impossible, especially when you have a great at quarterback. However, it's improbable. And the Tennessee Titans, just like every team that the Patriots play, throw their hardest punch. And New England has been on the receiving end of a couple of embarrassing road losses early this season, and they're struggling here against Mariota, who's looked good all day long for the Tennessee Titans. So a big third and five coming up from Mariota as he drops back, looks left, throws left, and complete thankful to his receiver, Corey Davis. He threw it behind him, made a great catch. However, there's a flag down, so we'll wait on the flag and see if that is indeed a third down conversion or not. Can also pass along in the Jacksonville-Indianapolis game just moments ago. Andrew Luck intercepted on a ball that was perfectly thrown to his tight end with no one around him, and it just bounced right off the chest plate of the tight end into the hands of one of the linebackers for the Jags for an interception. That's one of those interceptions that should not go against the quarterback, uh, but it does. And the Jags, <laughs> who missed a field goal a couple of minutes ago, 
remained down by six and just got the ball back. You know, it's insane sometimes what you see happen on a football field. These are professional athletes, but occasionally you can be surprised by one. And I just don't think uh, the receiver ever had control of his body as he went to turn. His arms weren't even up for the catch, and that hit him on his eight on his jersey and went flying in the air. So, yeah, now Jacksonville has the ball in a very tight game here for divisional implications. That first down did count for the Titans, so they're going to, at minimum, be able to take the clock into the fourth quarter. There's the final play of the third quarter, so a second and eight in their own territory is coming up for the Titans as we move into the fourth quarter, and they lead the Patriots 27 to 10. You know, I, I you look around at the AFC right now. Let's let's go under the assumption that maybe the Patriots are not able to come back today and therefore that would drop them to 7 and 3. Uh I don't think suddenly the division becomes uh in danger even though the Dolphins do have a winning record, they would still be at uh, at 5 and 4 and a game and a half behind the Patriots and the Patriots are the better team. But because of what we talked about earlier, and here it is again, the Patriots have struggled away from Foxborough this year. And if you're looking at a third loss, while the Steelers only have two losses, the Chargers only have two losses, the Chiefs only have one loss, you're looking right now uh, down the barrel of having to be perfect the rest of the way unless you want to be on the road in the playoffs. Well, the most important thing is to win your division. If you do that, then all of a sudden you, you know, you're sitting way prettier in the playoff picture and then experience really rules the day. Yes, you want to have home field advantage, and that bodes extremely well for any team in the playoffs, but their experience of playing in the postseason aids them. So if if given the opportunity to win their division, regardless, it gives them a better chance for how many times they've been there and how many players on their team have been in the postseason. But I agree with you. Uh, you don't want to limp in when, when you have a good thing going they got to right the ship because in the AFC, these losses matter as you're, you like you're talking about home field advantage and tiebreakers down, down the stretch. Big third down conversion from Blake Bortles to Dante Moncrief. So the Jags will move the chains and get the ball up to about their own 41 yard line for a first and 10 again, trailing by six. Let's also keep an eye on Fitz magic. They are down only 16-3, to three, so two scores is what's needed. And Fitzpatrick, whoa, a Uh-oh. fumble into the end zone, and, and the Redskins are going to recover it. And that was not on the fault of Fitz at all. He had just moved the ball into the red zone uh, with an opportunity to maybe make it a 16-10 to 10 game. He hits the running back over the middle. The ball gets punched out from behind and fires like 20 yards forward into the end zone where the Redskins will recover it. What's unbelievable is this is quite literally something that I've heard. I don't know if it was a million times, but it feels that way. Running back coaches, offensive coordinators, every time they see a fumble like this where it's batted out from behind the runner, close the gate. You got to tuck your elbow to your rib cage. Otherwise, you expose yourself to issues like this. And yeah, you're absolutely right. The linebacker who knocked wow. it free. I mean, that thing sailed. <laughs> it, that, that almost went through the uprights where, where it feels like off of the foot it never happens. It almost hit off the fist. Second and nine for the Titans. They're at their own 34 yard line. This is a big set of downs. Corey Davis, with what feels like his 48th catch today, uh, is going to get it for about five yards. And now. Uh, it'll be a third and two in this game, and with the clock tick, 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 and a 17-point lead, this becomes a very big third down 
Uh, and uh, Corey does not have 47 catches, but he is having a really nice day. Seven catches for 125 yards and a score today for Corey Davis. So we'll get the word on that third down here in just a second. Uh, let's also get David Gascon in. Take a look at everything going on here week 10, NFL. I'm just excited about Corey Davis today. Yeah, Corey Davis. <laughs> Who isn't? I hope you started him in your league. Yeah, you were uh, a smart pup if you did. Whoever has Corey Davis, that was a great draft pick. And uh, I hope you started him today. Anybody who tells you different's a big dummy. <laughs> it serves Lee right anyway. Yeah. He like just goes in and out of each studio room well, asking everyone who you, you should start. You want to yeah. know? You want to know what I've learned uh, truly about fantasy football and those hard starts? Don't ask anyone else. Just don't ask anyone else because then you're mad at other people that have nothing to do and are not invested in the answer anyway whatsoever. Lee. Next time you ask me, I'm going to answer one way and one way only. Go with your gut, young man. Well, you go with your uh, gut and you answer your own question. It's also sort of like having a cold. Like, don't go shaking everybody else's hand, getting everybody else sick. So you walk in here and you go, hey, so Corey Davis or Baldwin and and Marco's Corey Davis, and now you got your stink on him as well. That's right. It's right. awful. Yeah. Yeah. Don't talk to me anymore about fantasy football, any of you. Go home, you have some chicken soup. <laughs> Are you guys done? You guys? Have, no, we're not. We actually have an hour and a half to go. Still shoveling dirt on that. Dead I, 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 feel, I really do feel so bad for him. Golly, <laughs> sorta broken man. Yeah, guys, sorta. speaking of feeling bad, it's Cincinnati right now. Just getting pummeled at the hands of the Saints. Eight seconds on the play clock. Breeze from the empty backfield drops back, looks in the slot. Mike Thomas across the end zone. Touchdown, Saints! Unbelievable! His second touchdown of the day, and the Saints take a 34-7 lead. They're going to have 35 points two weeks in a row in the first half. Man, they got 51 and counting. 51 to seven over the Saints. I, I, I think Bridgewater's in. Oh. I do. Yeah, I think Bridgewater's in. The Saints have waved the white flag. It's brutal. 51 yeah. to seven right now. They scored 35 points as they mentioned. A 28-point outburst in the second quarter in that contest as the Saints will improve to eight and one. This season. Meanwhile, Jaguars and Colts. Jacksonville has crept within six and on the move down by six to the Colts, 29 to 23. Eric Ebron has got three receptions for 69 yards and also three scores as well. High fives up and down the sidelines for the Chiefs. Empty yeah. backfield, Mahomes. Three eligible right, two left on third and goal at the 14 of Arizona. Snap to Mahomes at his belt, sidestepping. Fires for the end zone. The pass is going to be. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Tyreek Hill, but Patrick Mahomes now has set a Kansas City Chiefs record, bringing his own ice to the party. 31 touchdowns in a single season, breaking the record of Lenny the Cool Dawson 55 years ago. <laughs> Chiefs Radio Network. <laughs> You know, when, you know when when uh, rules uh, – I'm sorry, rules. When you know that uh, records are being broken in week 10, uh, the rules have just changed. Yeah. yeah. The rules of the game have just changed. Quite a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Tyreek Hill had just <laughs> returned to punt 90 yards for a score. It was called back. So, unfortunately for him and the Chiefs, they're only up by 12 right now, 26-14. to 14. Bills with 38 points on the Jets, and they are pummeling them. In New York or in Jersey, 38-10. to Sean McCoy, 22 carries for 106 and a pair of scores. Matt Barkley in relief, 15-23, 232 through the air and also two TDs there. Redskins, 16. Buccaneers, 3. Patriots trying to come back in this thing, but they're down by 17 points in Nashville. Titans, 27. Patriots, 10. Corey Davis, 7 grabs, 125 yards and 1 TD. If you drafted him and played him today, 
You are an effing genius. Yeah, you oh, are. Yeah, yeah oh, you are. Good job. Who yeah, yeah. who didn't know that though? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, I I hate to say I told you so, yeah, man, but uh, Lee suck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here goes Tom Brady over the middle. First down. That one goes to was that Julian? Uh, I think that's Julian. No, that's not Julian. Who was that? a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of them running around out there. Who's Hollister? You know who Hollister I is? I think he's their third tight end. Okay, somebody named Hollister so, just got yeah. a catch. Dwayne Allen got taken off the field. No Gronk. Who? So it's Hollister. There it is. Uh, that one's Edelman. There is Edelman, and he's going to get seven yards, and the Patriots are on the move, and here we go. This is going to be the mad scramble. 13 minutes to go in this game. They're down 17, but the Pats have the ball. We're live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, Okay, this is going to be a passing drill here now for Brady. He just hit Edelman again. So now move the sticks, and uh, the Patriots are going into uh, what we call Super Bowl mode. Yeah, it's, look, a, it's Super Bowl mode. Got to move fast. Throw the ball every time. Here no, we go. no huddle offense. They they run this as good as anybody. Josh McDaniels does a nice job with the routes that he designs per defense, and uh, Tom Brady, one of the best doing it. But again, you dig yourself a three score hole, and the Tennessee Titans stop any one of these drives and possess the ball with that strong running game they have as well. This game is it could be over, and, yep. they, and they're playing some nice defense. So, side story to this whole thing is Malcolm Butler, Deion Lewis, former Patriots. Obviously, Malcolm Butler benched during the most recent Super Bowl, and he was highly paid by the Tennessee Titans. And so this is definitely revenge implications on this win for the Titans. All right. So now on a second and 10, it's going to be another catch uh, to uh, to Julian Edelman, but only for about five yards. So uh, the Patriots facing a third down and about six, probably four down territory, I would imagine for sure. As they approach the 12-minute mark, you mentioned Deion Lewis. So far in this game today, 17 carries, 51 yards. He does have a couple of catches for 11 yards. Uh, Malcolm Butler has uh, four tackles in this game, um, and that's about it from the stat sheet as far as what those two guys have been able to do. So, all right, with the uh, Patriots facing a third and seven, uh, they're going to run the dipsy do, and Edelman will throw it to Tom Brady, who stumbles about a yard shy oh. of the first down. They ran the Philly special. <laughs> they did. And this time Brady caught the ball, but then he fell. Oh, man. Well, listen, again, he's not exactly uh, he's not exactly yeah. an athlete, but he uh, they, they run these trick plays, and when he's wide open, he can make the catch. Uh, so, yeah, here, a beautiful job. James uh, White to d- Julian Edelman. Set up like a reverse. Yep. And, and then there's the throw, and Brady. <laughs> you know, something funny, I was drafted with Edelman. He was seventh rounder out of Kent State, and he was a quarterback. And I remember thinking to myself, well, seventh round quarterback, he's not going to yeah. last long oh, no, here. Yeah. I mean, that's Tom Brady over there. <laughs> um, but what they did, and they knew what they were doing, was they were drafting an athlete. They didn't know if he was going to play offense or defense at first. He could have ended up being a lifer in special teams like a Matt Slater who's been a captain and an all-pro at that position for many, many years. 
and he ended up working out as a wide receiver, and it's a good thing it did because he basically won them a Super Bowl in Atlanta on that huge comeback, and here he is showing off those old QB skills, yep. a jump pass out to Brady off the reverse action, <laughs> and as he made the turn to run it for the first down yardage, oh, I mean, staggering, stumbling, rumbling, falling forward. He, he literally tripped over himself. Yes. He literally tripped over his own feet. He had an easy walk to a first down, but instead he falls a half yard shy of the line to <laughs> game. And so now it's fourth down and a half yard. Obviously the Patriots will go for it, but uh, you have to chuckle a little bit if they don't get it. They need a full yard here. Uh, Brady with, I think that's Michelle and not White behind him, uh, and they jumped. Look at oh, that. Wow. Oh, they flinched. They flinched, and it's a false start, and now you're looking at fourth and six for free winners daily vegascovers.com vegascovers.com bill belichick with one of those belichick looks on his face oh no 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 yeah these uh pre-snap penalties they're not acceptable there i i remember if there's anything that you got road harder for it was mental errors and so marcus cannon the right tackle responsible party for that offsides gonna have a rough bus ride if they don't win this one oof so now it's fourth and six um, although, of course, it could have been first and 10 if Brady didn't just trip over his own feet. <laughs> so let's not put it all on cannon. Mistakes were made. Uh, but, but here comes Brady on a fourth and six, back to pass, throws over the middle, incomplete. Wow. Incomplete. He was looking for Edelman. It got knocked away uh, by a good defensive play. Edelman has come up, it comes up limping. By the way, I've noticed that. Last few plays, he's gotten a couple of uh, he's completions. He's yeah. But he looks really uncomfortable. Uh, looks really uncomfortable, and after the year that Edelman had last year, anytime you see him limping around a little bit uh, and knowing that he's been questionable with an ankle injury all year long, you wonder what's going on right now with number 11. Well, and this happens all the time. You're seeing it with Gronk right now. When you have injuries, especially later in your career, things get complicated because the compensatory actions of the body, you hurt your left knee, all of a sudden you may have a right ankle because you're compensating favoring that left side with more stress and strain placed on other parts of your body. So you see this all the time. He's coming back from an ACL, and all of a sudden, you have another injury. And it could be caused by something in contact, but it takes you longer to recover from it. No doubt. All right. Uh, Much more coming up as these games are coming down the stretch. The Cardinals furiously trying to stay alive. The Chiefs lead them by 12, but as they close in on the five-minute mark, The Cardinals just converted on a first down, still inside their own territory at about the 40-yard line, but still alive as well. The Browns trying to put the finishing touches on their lead. They lead the Falcons 28-16. They've got the ball with about four minutes to go, and let's not forget Indianapolis. The Colts have the ball third down deep in their own territory, under 10 minutes to go, only leading the Jags by six. We'll follow all of that. Coming up next on Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. Tom Brady could do that. Tom Brady could do that. All right. The news for the Patriots just keeps getting worse. Mike Vrabel just Philly specialed right back at Bill Belichick. That's so mean. The difference is Marcus Mariota can actually keep his feet from tangling up. Well, he's an athlete. Trying to run. Yeah. First down. And Julian Edelman walks off the field of the locker room. Limping, trainers surrounding him. Uh, look, this is as bad as it gets. Uh, Patriots, if if they lose any more of their offensive skilled position players, there ain't no more Josh Gordons waiting out there to be signed. Des Bryant popped his Achilles with the Saints. 
you're getting awfully thin as far as free agent acquisitions you can bring in outside of uh, of somebody on your roster becoming the next big thing in New England. Uh, you you better you better get healthy and fast. Uh, the Falcons at the two minute warning need two scores, third and six in Browns territory, trailing twenty eight sixteen. Matt Ryan will throw tackle made two yards maybe three shy of the first down so the Falcons are going to need to convert here that one went to Julio Jones uh, but they're already in a desperation situation the close game that we're really following here now is the Colts and the Jags the Jags have the ball with 412 to go they're down by six they're facing a third and 11 they're in Colts territory we'll watch that one for you what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Here's Bortles, third and 11, the throw. He gets hit as he thrown, and it is right into the ground. So uh, fourth down and 11 coming up for the Jags, an obvious go-for-it situation. Meantime, the Falcons' fourth down play uh, did not convert. Browns are going to win outright over Atlanta today, 28-16. to Good win for the Browns. Definitely a good win for the Browns, especially after the turnover and turmoil up top, replacing their head coach, their offensive coordinator, and Baker Mayfield finally looked like a first overall pick. He hasn't looked that good since he replaced Taylor against the Jets, oh, I don't know how many weeks ago. Um, I stand corrected as an obvious go-for-it situation for the Jags. Instead, they're going to opt to go for three from 55 yards out, and even with a bad snap, Josh Lambeau is good. How you like that, Chargers? Uh, 29-26 is the score, and with 4.03 to go, Jags have all their timeouts. They'll play it that way instead and try to get the ball back. You know what? Not free of sin, but he casted that stone and put it through the uprights. He missed his first kick of the game, yep. a field goal uh, from much shorter distance. Josh Lambeau did, but he makes good on that promise. So they take themselves – within striking distance of Indy now in Indianapolis, and they're down their starting center. They just replaced their left tackle due to injury by trading for Eric Flowers from the Giants. He's been doing a nice job for them out the out out in this game, uh, you know, in that replacement role. Uh, but, yeah, you know, with a new center in the game and the game coming down to three points, emotions running high away – this could get interesting with the center quarterback exchange. Uh, also, going back to Tennessee, where Derrick Henry has just scored for the second time today, Tom Brady and company coming back out onto the field, uh, but this is not and no longer a situation where we're talking about the Patriots simply getting beaten. We're talking about them getting routed. 34-10 to 10 is the score, uh, and in fact, that is no longer Tom Brady in the game. So you want to talk about a white flag being waved, that is Brian Hoyer, who has come in and Bill Belichick says we'll just go to seven and three and keep our guy healthy. Yeah, there, there's no, uh, there's no need when you're trailing by 24 this late in the game to expose your best player on your team to injury. So it's Brian Hoyer, my old roommate. Yeah, from, your buddy. We were, uh, he was signed undrafted out of Michigan State my rookie year, and we roomed together every camp. This is a bright guy. Uh, he's a good quarterback, talented fella, but um, definitely not Tom Brady and, and definitely not going to lead them back. They're going to take the L on the road. Yep. And like you mentioned, this does make the AFC, as from the, the standpoint of home field advantage in the playoffs, 
the, this you can smell the turkey. This is when football counts, and so it, it'll be interesting to see exactly where they sit among the other AFC teams if they should win the division, which they should. Right, right. Well, Pittsburgh moves ahead of them uh, based on uh, percentages, at least. They've got that tie and also have played one less game. The Patriots are on a bye next week. Looks like it probably couldn't come at a better time. Oh, I know. Maybe Edelman can get healthy. They can lick some wounds, give Sonny Michelle another day get off. Gronk. And get Gronk back. See if they can come back a different team in a couple of weeks. But they'll head to the bye at 7-3. and three. Meantime, the Steelers at 6-2-1 and one will have a better record. The Texans just a half game behind at 6-3. and three. Um, And obviously, uh, Houston, uh, still something to, uh, to say about that as they're on their bye this week. And then uh, you have the Chiefs at eight and one, and even the Chargers sitting there at six and two. The Chiefs about to go to nine and one. By the way, two minute warning: they lead twenty six fourteen over the Cardinals, and the Chargers will be at the Raiders later today. And even though um, you know it, it, the Chargers, at least at this moment, would look like a probable wild card team, so the record up against the Patriots wouldn't matter. But you'd have yet another. I mean, what would that be? That's one, two, three teams that would have a better record than the Patriots in the conference. And look out for these Titans. First seven games, their offense only generated their team wide 94 points since Monday. Nine, or excuse me, 62 points. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. like, this it's is a great week. I yeah. mean, to, beat, to, to, go, <laughs> to go on the road and beat Dallas the way they did on Monday Night Football, come home, pound the Patriots. It's a hell of a six days right there. Yeah, I mean, that, that what a turnover. And again, such a hot and cold team. When their offense is clicking, they'll win ball games because that's a real defense. Jarrell Casey, Wesley was Woodyard. They picked up Malcolm Butler in the secondary. Three levels of defense, all supposed to have a star. And uh, if their offense can can fit the bill like they did today, a little creativity out of there, running the Philly special in the face of Belichick uh, like they did, I think this could be a nice season for the Titans. Might be a sleeper team. All right, so we're watching the Colts now as they're up by three with the ball. <laughs> And with a fresh set of downs, the Jags have all their timeouts on first down, right into the line of scrimmage, bang, no gain, timeout Jags. So there's timeout one, 310 to go on the clock, two more timeouts and the two-minute warning still uh, in their back pocket to use, but they absolutely must stop the Colts from getting a first down here. So we're watching that one. There's a fantasy update to pass along in a game that has well been decided the Bears are going to defeat the Lions today. However, Kenny Galladay is having a nice little run here in the fourth quarter. Both caught a touchdown moments ago, and I think just got a long catch on fourth and ten that is going to move the sticks and technically keep this game alive. I guess maybe we shouldn't call it done yet. There's 8-11 left to go in this game, but the Bears in control. Week 10 National Football League lead story. Patriots go down in a big way. Final 30 seconds Ticking down right now, the Titans are going to win that one 34-10. Outside of that, early games we're still watching. The lead there, the Jags and the Colts. There goes T.J. Yeldon right into field goal range. Third and one coming up from the 35-yard line. Colts up 29-26, minute 42 and counting to go in that game. If the Jags can convert on a first down, they can bring this clock down a little bit, maybe even continue to try to see if they can get a touchdown. And indeed, there's a completion that will be a first down. Fumble at the end of the play, they're going to say he was down, and I believe that he was. So that's going to be a first down for the Jags at the 25-yard line, approaching one minute to go, only down by three. Really good game there. 
And Mitch Trubisky just scrambled for a first down, which is huge because the Lions, to a certain degree, have gotten back into the game, only down 34-22, controversial two-point conversion a moment ago that did not go their way, was reviewed and still did not go their way, even though, I mean, it was razor-thin close. Uh, but the Lions, without timeouts, that first down is going to be a big deal. The Bears can now work on the clock. That's how radio works. You yeah, gotta turn these things on. <laughs> the uh, the the Bears, to my eye, I, they're one the of the Bears. more complete teams. The Saints, I put there uh, right with them. But getting Khalil Mack was really a nice compliment to what they already had defensively. And I don't think anybody truly understood the power they were harnessing offensively. Howard always looked good last season, but then adding Tariq Cohen out of the backfield, that's a new wrinkle. Adding Trey Burton from the Philadelphia Eagles at the tight end position, that's a new wrinkle. And then you have Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel, uh, a breakout star this season out of the receiving core. This is this is a re- this is a strong contender in the NFC side. Okay, in that Jags Colts game where we said we had a completed pass, fumbled at the end, but they're going to call him down. They do, but they're now reviewing the play, and we're looking at two different things. A, did he catch the ball? Right. What did he have it long enough before it came out? And then B, was the knee down before the fumble? I'm seeing the knee down right there. And while the ball looks like it's starting to come loose, it hasn't really fully been popped out yet. So I don't think it's a fumble. However, it's going to be up to the officials as to whether or not he had the ball long enough to qualify as a catch. I feel like he did grab it and make a football move, as they say as well. But we'll see. This is one of those where sometimes you can see it one way and somebody else sees it a different way. Well, I mean, for the game, it would be better if he caught it, right? Because now the Jaguars have an opportunity to go down and tie this game, make right. it interesting. Um, but but for you know the Colts, obviously, if this is ruled a catch and a fumble, which I doubt it's going to swing that well in their favor here, they uh, they can start milking the clock. Yeah, ball game over, and that'll much. be that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, the NFL these days, again, I think they're leaning more, and this was apparent during the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Patriots, in the direction of these are catches now. All right, we're getting the ruling right now after uh, after the – and they're going to call this thing – Wow. I think they're calling this thing a fumble. Catch, fumble, they are call, Colts are they, ball. Are they calling this thing a fumble – Indeed, they are moving the ball over to the Colts, and that means a minute and a half and only one timeout. Uh, curtains. Yeah, they need a first down. Wow, wow. I see where they're coming from. The ball, again, was in the process of coming loose. It didn't feel like it had totally been lodged loose, but if the definition of a, of a fumble is just when the ball starts to move out of right, your arm, Right. then, yeah, it did happen before the knee. That was a really tough call, and the Colts are going to go into victory formation. Wow, yeah, I thought they'd need a first down, but I guess not. That was only one time out. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville can stop Jags the clock can up stop only it once. one time, and then they can bring it down to, you know, basically down to about, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds, and then kick it away. And the Jags will uh, the Jags will be deep in their own territory with just about nothing left on the clock. Yeah, this is uh, this would be a big win. This is a big win for Frank Reich and the Colts. Obviously, like we've been talking about, Houston really dominating that division, but in division win, Jacksonville gave them all they could handle down the stretch here. But Andrew Luck and this uh, this renewed Colts team uh, after moving on from Pagano. 
getting snubbed by McDaniels. They appear to have found a little bit of an identity here. They hang on. They make it a ball game every week. Their record is going to go to four and five. The Jags will fall to three and six. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. The Jaguars are going to be this year's example. We get some every year of when you have an opportunity in life, strike. When you have an opportunity in life, strike. So in other words, when you have a big lead and your team is rolling in the AFC championship game and Blake Bortles, for whatever reason, God was shining on him that day and he was playing ball and the Jaguar coaching staff decided with over a minute to go at about their own 30-yard line, they had no confidence in him to try to go get another score. They knelt, they went to the break, they tried to just hang on with their fingernails against the Patriots. It didn't work, and everyone thought the Jags would probably get back to a good spot again this year, and it's not going to happen. They're in last place. You know, it's funny because at the time, and I still feel similarly uh, just because of the opponent, I didn't hate the decision. You have to be mistake-free to beat the Patriots, especially in Foxborough, and I think that they were looking at this situation. Blake's playing a nice half for us. The only way this game really turns on its ear right now is with a turnover. See, it's funny because I thought you got to go for it because of the opponent. In other words, that's Tom Brady. I know he's making a run at us in the second half. We better be up by a lot. It tells me that they had a, a tremendous amount of faith in their defense. Sure, like, and, so they were, which was warranted last year. Yeah, and 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 I look at I look at that defense still this season. Their offense is really disappointed. Twenty six points on the game. I this might be a high for them. But um, this, uh, this defense has been good for two years now. They've had some injuries this season as well, so that's hurt them. But last year, that that decision at the at the half, I'll I'll be able to justify. But but I agree with you to a certain extent. When you have opportunities in the NFL, you have to take them in certain spots because time runs out fast. We just saw that in this situation in Indy. Chargers and Raiders are underway, and the first play from scrimmage leads to a Charger defender uh, writhing on pain in the ground and now is getting tended to by trainers. That's Denzel Perryman, who is down on the ground and holding uh, the left thigh, left knee area. Uh, that did not look good. It's one thing that the Chargers, you know, very different from years past. They've had such an incredible run of bad luck with injuries, and I know Joey Bosa's missed the year to this point, but the thought is still that he is going to get out there at some point, which is going to change that defense even more for the better. Uh, but they have been, by and large, a pretty healthy football team this year, uh, and you hate to see that as they start this game against the Raiders today. Yeah, middle linebacker Denzel Perryman, definitely undersized for the position, and Brown, who is the other inside linebacker for them, has similar issues. It, you know, it's it's funny. You you don't you want speed on defense now because it's become such a passing lead, but you can't you can't give up size in certain positions that make so much contact with the offensive line. And so he's been hampered by injury in the past, and this is a big problem because right in the middle of that defense, you're missing one up front, potentially missing him now. We'll see, though. A lot of these injuries, you can shake it off. Sure. He may return to action. All right. Um, how many times have you seen a quarterback throw for over 400 yards in a game and not have a touchdown? Boy, that's rare. That doesn't happen very often. You know who did that today? Yeah, Fitzmagic. Wow. Fitzmagic today. The Buccaneers only scored three points. Three points 
But he was 29 of 41 for 403 yards. I exposed people to magic. He did get picked twice. Yeah. And the Buccaneers just were not able to get anything going offensively. And the Redskins, the team we talked about earlier, they're just bebopping along, not getting any discussion. Six and three, first place, NFC East. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know, th- that would be a product of poor field position to start offensive drives. And then, like you said, interceptions and uh, and then also, uh, uh, you know, you have, you have situations where you just kind of stall out in the red zone. So Buccaneers ineffectual, Redskins take that one. Uh, this becomes a must-win, or you really love to have it if you're the Eagles tonight, Sunday night football. Uh, and they are a big favorite against the Dallas Cowboys, but if somehow the Cowboys win that game, the Redskins have themselves a two-game lead, two-game clear of everybody in the NFC East. All right, lots more as we get you ready for the afternoon session. Close up the early session. Let's get David Gascon in here. He's got something for us that's breaking. David, what's going on? Oh, no, I was just adding to that with you guys. It's the first time since 1960 that a team has racked up that many yards <laughs> in a ball game, 498 total for Tampa Bay, and they were limited to just three points. And not scoring touchdowns. And no. also with the, Col- the, the Colts' victory, they've won three games in a row now. It's the first time in three years that they've done that. There you go. Uh, the Colts, and, you know, it just, it's just another referendum on guess what? Quarterback matters. Uh, Andrew Luck is uh, Andrew Luck is back. Andrew yeah. Luck is back, and the Colts look very different than they did last year. Well, and it's funny because you, you think about Pagano being replaced and you think about the reasons why, and it's because he couldn't get the team to play great defense, and offensively they looked fairly anemic, and that was mainly because they didn't have their starting quarterback and defensively, there hasn't been dramatic improvement. Frank Reich is just dealing with a much better quarterback than Pagano had down the the last two years of his tender tenure as the the Colts head coach. So yeah, they're looking way better, but they're they're riding on Andrew Luck, and why shouldn't they? I mean, you, like we were talking about Andy Dalton. You sort of live and die by that sword, and right now they're swinging it in the right direction. All right, a third and four for the Raiders. That's going to be incomplete. No good there. So the Charger offense is going to come out on the field here shortly for the first time. The Lions do have the ball down 12, but only a minute to go. So uh, Matt Stafford out on the field, maybe just trying to get a few more stats going, see what they can get going. It's a full desperation mode as the Bears are going to get themselves another win and continue to bolster their chances in the NFC North where they will go to 6-3. and three. All right, another fantasy ticker is still ahead. We'll get you going for the late games also. Red Zone Radio, we got a fake punt for the Raiders, and look at him go. Wow. Down the left sideline, look at him go. That is a fast punter. And the, <laughs> and the Raiders are all the way into the red zone. Look out. Chucky is on the move. He's feeling it now that his team is completely eliminated. Here come the trick plays. More on that coming up. Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. Well, sometimes it's good to be risky in life. Not always. Fake punt sets the Raiders up in the red zone. They get to the one-yard line, fourth and goal. Let's go for it. Nope. Nope. Chargers were ready for the sweep. And the Chargers hold and will take over at their one-yard line. Also, Rams and Seahawks getting ready to do battle in L.A. 
And uh, we'll see how the Rams look after what has been an incredibly disruptive and difficult week. Uh, not only in the backyard of their practice facility was the shooting earlier this week, but the fires as well. And uh, we should take the opportunity just to let everybody know that our, our, our minds and our thoughts and our everything is, is in that direction. The firefighters, those who've lost lives this week uh, for, uh, for senseless reasons, very, very difficult week, disrupted. The Rams didn't even practice on Friday, and they take those heavy hearts out onto the field to take on the Seahawks today. And also getting ready to uh, fire things up at Lambeau Field, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers hosting the Dolphins in a game that the Packers absolutely have to have coming in at 3-4-1, knowing that the Bears have already won their game this week. Um, all of that with updates coming up. But right now, let's get your fantasy team all up to date again. Fantasy ticker number two. Here Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. We're going to start with that game in Chicago with the Bears where Mitch Trubisky was just an absolute star, and so were some of the guys on the receiving end. Snaps Trubisky from the 26 of Detroit. Has time, throws the slant cut. Robinson away at the 15, 10, 5, end zone, touchdown. Touchdown Bears. 26 yards, Trubisky to Robinson. Their second TV connection of the day. Bears up 32-10. That's WBBM Bears Radio. Trubisky today, 355 yards through the air and three touchdown throws. Also had a touchdown run on the ground. Throw in a two-point conversion pass. Allen Robinson, six catches, 133 yards, and two scores. How was the forecast in Cincy today? I'd say breezy. High formation, breeze under center. Dives over the top, touchdown. Drew breeze takes it over the top on fourth down, and the New Orleans Saints take a 44-7 lead. <laughs> yeah, it's easy for breezy out there at Cincy. They were at oh, themselves, God. folks. That's a one-yard score you just listened to. Neither quarterback finished the game. Breeze's backup came in, finished out for him after going 22, excuse me, going 22 of 25. 265, three touchdowns through the air, and that one-yard score at the goal line. He's still young, and it's still early. LeBron James left Cleveland, so the number one athlete in that city position is open, and I think we have our main candidate. Higgins and Duvall go out wide left. Landry and Callaway near side of the right. Duke Johnson, the running back. Mayfield shotgun back to pass. Baker throws. Caught. It's Duke Johnson. He's going in. Touchdown. And the Browns are right back in it again as they go down the field and score after coming up with the turnover. Juice. Browns Radio Network and indeed Baker Mayfield efficient today. 17-20, 216 through the air. Three touchdown throws. 20 yards rushing as well, and the Browns upset the Falcons 28-16. I am so happy about this next one. David Johnson finally woke <laughs> up this season. David Johnson in the backfield, and he gets the call up the middle. He is an easily touchdown Cardinals. They do pound it on second and goal from the one, and David Johnson hits pay dirt. Yeah, average nearly five yards a carry. Thank you, thank you. Big day on the fantasy squad. One touchdown rushing, uh, 21 rushes, 98 yards, and then he got it done through there. Two seven receptions. They split him out a bunch. 85 yards and a touchdown there, targeted nine times. Well, we talked about Baker Mayfield. It's much easier to have a good day when your running game is working as well. And rub-a-dub-dub, what a day for Nick Chubb. Chubb runs. He's to the 10, 15. He's to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb. He's to the 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown. 
176 yards on the ground and a score. 33 yards through the air and a score. Nick Chubb, huge day, Browns Radio Network. Well, yeah, no, who is this guy? Am I reading this correct? Is it Leonard Fournay? One back set. <laughs> it's Fournette. Bunch to the right here. Rolling right. They throw it to Fournette in the end zone. Touchdown. A one-yard touchdown pass from Bortles to Leonard Fournette. And Jacksonville scores here in the third. Yeah, 10-10 XL Jaguars Radio Network. Finally, if you want to talk about waking up late, this guy finally showed up to school. 24 rushes, 53 yards, one touchdown, and got one through the air as well. Targeted five times, caught all of them for 56 yards. You know, we do this fantasy ticker twice a Sunday, and we'd like to announce we finally have a title sponsor. It is now the Patrick Mahomes fantasy ticker. Snap to Mahomes at his belt, sidestepping. Fires for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Tyreek Hill, but Patrick Mahomes now has set a Kansas City Chiefs record. 31 touchdowns in a single season. Chiefs radio network, and it was a good fantasy day. However, for Mahomes owners, they're probably like, yeah, not really. It's a good fantasy day for anyone else. But for Mahomes, a little muted, 249 yards through the air, two touchdown throws at 21 yards rushing as well. The Titans drew the uh, Patriots, and Mr. Lee DeLapp, well, he didn't start Corey Davis. Mariota with Lewis on his right hip. Davis motions to the left to join two other receivers on second and 14. Mariota fires deep left side. He's going for Davis in the end zone. Corey's got it. As a penalty marker is thrown, but Davis with a great catch if it stands. 34-10 victory for the Tennessee Titans. I call compliments of WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. Corey Davis went off today. Seven receptions, 125, and a touchdown there. Just a great day overall by the Titans against a really, really competent phone the page you want to talk about a great day i want to tell you about an efficient day how about a guy that makes the top names on the fantasy board out of the tight end position by only touching the ball today four times luck wide open to the end zone lobs it for eric ebron touchdown touchdown a 12-yard pass wide open was eric ebron that's his third touchdown of the half one rush Two yards, one touchdown. Three catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns. 28.1 fantasy points. Eric Ebron from Andrew Luck, Colts Radio Network. Some other names that we didn't necessarily get to atop this board. Allen Robinson, 6-133, two touchdowns there. Don't forget Michael Thomas's day. Anybody with the Saints was good. Thomas, eight catches, 70 yards, two scores. Alvin Kamara, 56 yards on the ground, two scores. 46 yards through the air as well. And Mark Ingram, 104 yards on the ground, 58 through the air, and a touchdown as well. on Johnson, couple of scores, one on the ground, one through the air. LaShawn McCoy, 113 yards on the ground, two scores as well in a big Bills victory. We just got to start getting used to this with the Bills, I guess. I suppose so. Once a month, they yeah. blow somebody out, and then all the other games... They just take it on the chin. Yeah, this was your Thanksgiving turkey. We'll get our Christmas presents next month. I, the, the Bills, they, they only deliver once every four weeks. What do we have going on in this Raider game? After a goal line stand by the Chargers, all of a sudden we have ourselves a Raider possession. 
fighting their way back. It's still scoreless, though, in Oakland. Indeed it is. Yeah, the Chargers went three and out because they took it over at their own one-yard line, kicked it away, so the Raiders on the move. And then also, uh, the Dolphins have the ball first, and they're moving the ball in Green Bay at Lambeau Field, a second and six inside the Packer 40-yard line already. And again, this is a Brock Osweiler experience today for the Miami Dolphins, who still uh, do not have Ryan Tannehill back, but Osweiler uh, moving the ball, just moved the sticks again by hitting Danny Amendola over there on the sideline. So the Dolphins move into scoring territory. Yeah, and Brock Osweiler, again, I, I don't think anybody's going to confuse him for a great starting quarterback, but this guy has talent, and he filled in admirably when the sheriff, Peyton Manning, went down the Super Bowl year for the Denver Broncos, and he's the reason why they reached the postseason. So as a backup off the bench, very competent, and he's been steering the ship true for the Miami Dolphins while Tannehill's on the mend. All right, so Osweiler, in fact, right now will throw over the middle to Kenyon Drake, get the ball down to the 25-yard line. It's a third and two for the Raiders inside the Charger 40-yard line. Derek Carr will throw, complete, first down to the 34-yard line to Jalen Richard. And the Seahawks have the ball first in L.A. against the Rams, who are wearing their throwbacks, which they've been making a habit out of doing, in a Coliseum today that either is not quite filled up yet or is just simply not going to be full because, by the way, I can share with you in Southern California today just about every youth sport event that I know about, they've all been canceled because of air quality. Uh, so you might be having some people that just decided to stay home today. Yeah, there's no question about it. And also, given the wildfires still raging different parts of the county, and Ventura County, and, and uh, the people affected by all that, I know for sure that family of ours has been relocated out of their homes and, and kind of bunking up and shacking with other people. So uh, as the uh, issues unfolded this week, some sad and and some uh, obviously disruptive. Uh, you know, our thoughts go out to those people affected. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a first down into the red zone for the Dolphins on a third and one. Frank Gore will carry it for about five yards. Uh, let's get a full update. Then Charles Davis is going to join us uh, on the Saints win earlier today. But here's David Gascon with a run through everything. Man, it's it was all about Corey Davis today, guys. It really was. <laughs> Corey Davis, <laughs> awesome. I, there's not there, There's no name that I've been thinking about more over the last three hours. Man, he was special today. Yeah. Anyways, we'll go back to Corey in just a second, but speaking about a couple of uh, monster performances on this Sunday. Second and ten, Browns have it at their own eight-yard line. Chubb remains the running back. Mayfield under center, takes the snap, gives it. Chubb runs, he's to the 10, 15, he's to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, there goes Chubb, he's to the 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Chubb on Lava Oh my! Now wait a minute. He went with he went with Chubba Wubba Chub. I went with Rub Dubba Dub. What a day for Nick Chubb. Which one did we like better? Um, Chubba Wubba Chub was yeah. hysterical. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> that was, I mean, that, that's the longest run in Browns history, guys. That's by two horse lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, wow. Good lord. <laughs> Ninety-two yards to the house for Chubb, and the Browns win it today, twenty-eight to sixteen. Chubb on the day was, was an absolute bo- monster helping out Baker Mayfield. He had 20 carries for 176 yards and wow. two TDs. Baker Mayfield, 17 to 20 for 216 and also three scores. Anyways, back to Nashville. Mariota with Lewis on his right hip. Davis motions to the left to join two other receivers on second and 14. Mariota fires deep left side. He's going for Davis in the end zone. Corey's got it. 
as a penalty marker is thrown. But Davis with a great catch if it stands. Corey Davis, Titans Radio Network, seven grabs, 125 in that TD. Tennessee, 34. New England, just 10. Ball games that just got underway. Packers, Dolphins, scoreless. Raiders just kicked the field goal. They lead the L.A. Chargers, 3-0. Earlier today, Saints put up 51 on Cincinnati. 51-14 was the final. Drew Brees, four total touchdowns. Alvin Kamara had 102 total yards in the ballgame and also a pair of scores. Colts, 29. Jacksonville, 26. India's won three straight. They're still 4-5 and five this year. Bears hold on and beat the Lions, 34-22. Guys, Seahawks and Rams also underway. Seahawks had the ball at the 14 of L.A., but this game is scoreless. Gentlemen, back to you. Okay, Dave. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Seahawks knocking on the door. They're inside the 10, but a third down and five coming up for them. It is the Mike Davis Show. No Chris Carson today yep. for the Seahawks. We'll see if your boy Rashad Penny is able to get a little run in this game because of that. Yeah, excited for him. Rookie, obviously, out of San Diego State. I do the color analysis for the radio call, and so I got to watch every game he played last year as NCAA's leading rusher. Uh, he has been sparsely used at best by the Seahawks, just not quite catching on to the playbook yet. All right, so third and four play for them. Uh, right now at the eight-yard line, opening drive, Seahawks at the Rams. Davis has already got 25 yards rushing on this drive. Uh, Russell Wilson back, avoids rush, throws into the end zone, and that is caught for a touchdown. That is caught for a touchdown. Is that Dixon? Uh, still can't get a number and a name on that. It is a touchdown to, no, Vanette. Uh, that is a touchdown for Nick Vanette, the tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. Nice catch by him going to the ground, and the Seahawks will strike first in L.A. today. Yeah, just a little dig route over the middle. I, I mean, really, uh, really good route. Uh, and and he, was, he was manned up against a safety in coverage, and so that just worked out nicely for Russell Wilson, who, by the way, in this area of the field, I, I must compliment Russell Wilson you know he's a shortstop. You know he has a great arm. You, you understand the athlete, athlete he is, but he, he throws some pepper down there now, and he puts it right on the numbers yep. for an easy pitching catch. No, he's a hell of a red zone weapon especially. And by the way, now a fight is breaking out between the two teams, the Rams and the Seahawks, and pushing and shoving. Everybody's got helmets on, so everybody's going to be okay. Uh, I've never really understood fighting in football. Uh, there's some pushing and shoving, but what can you really do to anybody? They've got armor all over themselves. Uh, can you imagine a boxing match while everybody's got metal all over around them? Like, what, what are you it's really going to do to anybody? It, not much, but it's a whole <laughs> lot of fun. I got to tell you, like that's all awesome. the fights I've been in, in football, I, I mean, that's the best part is that's you walk why away from fun, it. Though, because you, you got have a bunch of armor on. Not wearing a black eye after you're done. Like, you're just kind of like, all right, that was cool. I'm yeah. exhausted, but that was... Uh, that was a blast. Yeah, if you're going to get into a fight, hell, have shoulder pads and a helmet on. That works really well. It helps. All right, so the Seahawks are up 7 to nothing. The Packers have the ball, and while the Dolphins went into the red zone, that was followed by a Brock Osweiler fumble. 
The Packers were able to get it, so nothing on the board for the Dolphins on that opening drive. And now we're taking a look at Aaron Rodgers for the first time. Not his fault. So it was a snap over his head. And by the way, Osweiler's about six foot eight. He's got right. pretty long arms. Right. So if he puts one over his head, that's about ten feet tall. Uh, yeah. Uh, the center put it w- really, really high, and so he chased it, and the Packers dove on it. They get their first possession that way. All right, so now Aaron Rodgers has the uh, Packers up near midfield, courtesy mainly of an Aaron Jones run, and it does, you know, I've been harping on this all year. It feels like we're finally getting to the time where the Packers are like, yeah, I think I think that's our running back, and so there'll be a little Jamal Williams, but Aaron Jones starting to get some run. He gets 12 carries on, or 12 yards on his first carry, and then in the passing game, he got the first target of the day as well. Now, here's Phillip Rivers for the second time today. The first time, he was pretty much stuck up against his own goal line, and so they weren't able to do anything. But very quickly on their next set of downs, Rivers throws downfield for Terrell Williams incomplete. He undershot him by about seven yards. Melvin Gordon, a carry for about two yards, and boom, third and long again. Now, it's way too early to start getting feathers ruffled, but you and I talked a lot about this game going in. This is a stretch of three games for a 6-2 and two Charger team where you look at them on paper and go, well, there's no way they're going to lose any of those games. But then again, things like what the Bills have done a couple of times happen in the NFL, so you have to wonder if there isn't a mental battle going on for the Chargers as well in a game like this that the Raiders are clearly going to be up for. And think about it, back-to-back-to-back road games for this team. It's tough to travel. They were on the road against Cleveland. They were favored. They won that game. They're on the road in London against the Titans. They were favored. They won that game. And so now they're on the road in Oakland, and they're favored, but this time by double digits. And they have the toughest part of their schedule coming up to finish out the season after three easier matchups. They're looking at Oakland and Cardinals during the next three games. So there's some wins built in here. However, you can fall into a trap, and it's so easy to play down to level, especially on the road. You forgot about the Seahawks trip. This team hasn't Oh, that's right. And remember, this team doesn't really have a home. However, they beat the Raiders in their, air quotes, home stadium four weeks ago. But then it was at Cleveland to London to beat the Titans, to Seattle to beat the Seahawks. They've won all three, now on the road again in Oakland. Not necessarily the best air quality. Uh, They haven't been home to Los Angeles for a long time, and so this is their fourth consecutive game uh, on the road. And by the way, they will kick right again as Rivers was looking for Keenan Allen on third down. He slipped, fell down. Lucky the ball didn't get intercepted. But the Chargers will kick it away again. And as a whole, in two drives, the Chargers have seven yards. Yeah, not great uh, offensive output, clearly. But field position factored in that first series. And then you go a quick three and out. And you see what happens. Uh, Raiders have controlled the ball. They got all the way down to their goal line. uh, And they got stuffed. And so three points on the board and a nice long run to start this series. Yep. Doug Martin, I believe that's who took that one for about 15 yards on first down there. So the Raiders in a good spot on the field yet again and already leading in this game three to nothing. The Rams offense on the field for the first time. We'll take a look at that. Talk about that. Coming up next, it's Mark and Rich on Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news. Quick way you can save some money, switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Rams, touchdown, right back at you. They are in to even things up with the Seahawks. That one goes Jared Goff to Gerald Everett for the score. 
And the Green Bay Packers with an opening drive touchdown as well to lead the Dolphins 7-0. That one was Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. However, Aaron Jones got the bulk of the drive. Two carries for 27 yards, two catches for 27 yards just on that opening drive uh, for Aaron Jones. And then meantime, the Chargers have, I'm sorry, the Raiders have a first down now into the, let's see, 24-yard line of the Chargers already leading 3 to nothing into the second quarter. Chargers don't have a first down yet, just as you would have expected after Nick Mullins torched the Raiders 34-3. to Here are the Raiders taking it to the Chargers here early this week. You know, this is the NFL, and anytime you start sleeping on a team, you forget that they're professionals, that they can play at this level, that even a winless Cleveland Browns team kept it close with a lot of those teams they lost to a season ago. It doesn't matter. I mean, it it matters. The wins and losses absolutely matter, but every single one of these teams has superstar players. I mean, Derek Carr, two years ago, was a Pro Bowl quarterback and being considered maybe the next of some of the greats we'll see in this league and being protected by similar, not the same offensive line with less weapons, granted, uh, can they pull a rabbit out of their hat at home? I absolutely believe they can. Huh. And this is the perfect trap for a team that's road-weary, been on the road for three consecutive weeks going into this game, can fall into. And so Chargers have a battle on their hands, trailing three points early into the second quarter. Uh, Jordy Nelson hobbles off in that game as the Raiders do get themselves set up inside the 25. They're now facing a second and seven at the 23-yard line. Next play will be to Doug Martin. He'll get a couple. So third down coming up from the 21-yard line. Uh, You look at the way Derek Carr is playing in this game early. He's been pretty efficient so far, 9 of 12, 62 yards. Uh, But you wonder, even out of the receiving core, Jordy Nelson hobbles off. Amari Cooper is a cowboy. Uh, You wonder who Derek Carr has left to even throw to in this game. No, it's a ragtag group. They don't have much left, uh, you know, and if Jordy Nelson can't go, I, I think he just sort of got his knee knocked into one of his own players. Uh, they were in a bunch set, and Derwin James, the safety, came up and absolutely rocked him before covering the next out of the bunch. And so uh, it was a two-for-one special, and oh, just as I'm speaking, we oh, got a strip sack. We got a sack Melvin fumble. Ingram came in, stripped our car, and Corey Legit. Just picked up the scoop, and uh, he rumbled and bumbled downfield and fell about 20 yards later. Okay, so that is what the Chargers needed. Flip the field, get a little momentum going. Ingram with the strip sack. Legit gets the ball now into Raiders territory. So uh, they not only stop the momentum of the Raiders, now they give Phillip Rivers a little bit of room, see what he can do to operate. And what a rush. So Melvin Ingram is an outside linebacker, pass rush end, and he was aligned over the left guard there. And so he just hit him with a slick spin move. Uh, Closest route to the quarterback is right up the A-gap, and that's where he came. Derek Carr didn't have a chance. The ball popped out. He wasn't protecting it well in the pocket. Didn't expect to see Ingram and great pursuit by Legit. They get themselves a nice little uh, possession starting deep in Raider territory. All right, so the Chargers now back out on the field for the third time. They do not yet have a first down, but now they've got the field flip. Meantime, talking about flipping the field, there goes Rashad Penny for the Seattle Seahawks flying down into Rams territory, and this was simply a carry right up the middle. Great hole, Penny Bops it out to the outside, and he's going to take that one down just shy 
of the Rams' red zone. And I got a question about this Rams' defense. Yeah. We saw what the Saints did to them last week, but that's the Saints, I get it. But meantime, all these big names, all the big money, are they underperforming? Is this a defense that is really going to do what it's expected to do for a team with championship aspirations? Well, they, they've invested, and, and there's no question about it. But like we all know, I mean, think about in your office, wherever you work, when there's new coworkers, you got to sort of get used to their new style and the communication changes with every new personality on the field. And whether it be via injury or trade, Dante Fowler Jr., the newest acquisition on that defensive front, uh, you you have a new wrinkle that you have to start working around. So, yeah, I, I, I do think that the investment's there. They're spending a whole bunch of money. They're championship-bound if they stay the course, but... <laughs> you have to you have to make it work. And so, look, that play was well blocked by the Seattle offensive line, a gaping hole over the left side in the inside so uh, inside zone uh play. And overall, I think they've done a nice job defensively and our guy Rashad Penny. Boom, there you go. Touchdown Rashad Penny. He's going to go in for his first NFL score. That one from 20, actually about 18 yards out. Yep. Penny gets himself Two carries on this drive, flips the field, gets a bunch of yards, and now six points as well. The Seahawks back in front, and you can almost see on the Seahawks' sideline a little even extra joy because this is a load off of everyone's back. Remember, this is a first-round pick, yeah. and, 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 and we were getting close. I know people were trying to be quiet about it, but the bust label early on in his career – was starting to percolate because here you have a guy who couldn't even get on the field as a first-round running back, and we know that rookie running backs can jump right into the NFL and play. A bunch do. It's happened so many times, but I've always said, and I'll defend a rookie until my dying breath, it's really difficult to do. It really is. And the guys who exceed and they excel and they have success early, I don't know how they do it. I was a fourth-rounder out of Penn State with the Pats, and I got to tell you, that was a mountain for me to climb. Going against the likes of Richard Seymour and Vince Wilfork at practice, one-on-one uh, -on -one drills against all pros how many times over, they were kicking my head in. Right. I didn't know what, what side was daylight. So uh, for, for anybody that young to have success, uh, to wrap their head around a playbook and then go out there and execute – it always amazes me. So Rashad Penny, maybe a little bit of a slow burn here, but he owned that drive. He yep. did the bulk share of the work, and I thought it was a well-scripted play. Doing the zone read with Russell Wilson, the contained player uh, went quarterback, and he had a lane to run all the way to pay dirt, and he's keeping that ball. It's his first career touchdown. There you go. Nice moment for him. Seahawks lead now 14-7. to Penny, two carries on that drive, 56 yards, and a score. Uh, let's take a moment and look ahead at the two games that have not kicked off yet this week. Dallas at Philadelphia tonight. Surprised earlier this week that Jerry Jones put his faith into the future of Dak Prescott right when the rest of the world seems to be having the opposite reaction. Yeah, his exact words, and he does a coach's show every single Monday uh, down there in Dallas. He goes, Dak is young. Dak will be extended. Dak is our quarterback. And I think that's much to the chagrin of many Cowboys fans for cool. over the past two years really have been underwhelmed by the play at quarterback in Dallas. Dak Prescott, they've blamed it on his weapons and they've blamed they've they've made excuses, but it, it appears to me like he's regressed from his rookie season. Uh, and then tomorrow night the Nick Mullins era will continue as the 49ers host the New York Giants. 
And this is funny. I mean, the 49ers, we know who their quarterback is when he's healthy. Uh, but what happens at the backup spot or even furthermore, like I'm waiting for this game because I still want to know, does Nick Mullins have something we didn't know about or was he just playing the Raiders? That's what will get answered tomorrow night. Yeah, well, we'll get another view at it. Again, many times when it's a new quarterback in the game, you see early success. I don't even think it matters to the competition. Just uh, a new a new guy, a new face, a new place to defend. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> the Giants, look, as bad as they are, they still get paid too. Uh, all righty, bud. There's week 10 in the National Football League. Great job, Mark and Rich, handing it off to Steve Hartman and Ephraim Salam as they will take it the rest of the way. Have a great afternoon, Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.